finger on this trigger here on this beer. <laughs> that just sounds like a good country song. All right, HVAC crew. So uh, Dennis is busy writing country lyrics where he talks about uh, having his trigger finger ready on his beer. So uh, I guess it's about time we get the show uh, on the road. Um, got a good buddy back on the show tonight. I Honestly, when he told me how long it's been since he's been on the show, it uh, breaks my heart. So uh, we definitely need to do this more often. But uh, so, yeah, we got a great show. We got a great guest. We'll get him introduced here in just a minute. So uh, let's get it going. Yeah, come on. Welcome back, HVAC crew, to another episode of HVAC R&D. Ryden and Dennis, as Ryden said, we got a good guest tonight. Um, longtime friend, probably the first listener of the show. Uh, I want to say he was actually our, he's actually our in-house engineer, sound engineer for the show. Um, we've, <laughs> we've, uh, get a lot of feedback from him. I can hear him chuckling back there. Uh, we get a lot of feedback from him after every episode. He is the reason why we can understand riding now. Uh, very true. Very true. Got, got good gear. So uh, welcome back to the show, Zach. very much circle back with Zach circle in the back. house that's right. glad to be here I love listening to you guys return of the Zach you better get your audio right for this show man yeah you got the big uh windscreen on there you got a big orange like foam thing on the mic yeah actually since the last recording I bought a, a studio and I installed it in my dining room <laughs> a full studio <laughs> Yeah, it's just a soundproof. Uh, it's actually an old phone booth I just had put in the corner of my dining room. <laughs> nice. I filled it with foam mattresses and stuff. Go church style <laughs> around the drums. I go in and I come out looking like Superman. <laughs> now you laugh at the old phone booth. Uh, back in the day when my terrible rock band used to record, we actually built a vocal booth out of like three inch foam board in the basement of my parents' house. Like a freezer? Like a walk-in cooler? Foam board? <laughs> yeah, like the freaking three-inch like blue foam. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Crushing it. It works. 
So we're glad to have Ryden's dog on the show. He's always dying to get on the mic. <laughs> yeah, that's the truth. I got two snoring and then one in Kristen's bedroom barking from there. Yeah, Zach's walking around in a diaper. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it What'd is. What you say it, was going it, it on really, with your dog? <clears throat> oh, yeah, our dog's. <laughs> and we're getting her fixed, but you have to let her go through heat, you know? And so right. she's in heat. So she's. It's a Boston Terrier. She's walking around in a dang diaper. And it's got a hole for where their tail is supposed to go, but a Boston Terrier doesn't have a tail. And so what really <laughs> happened is her vulva poked out of the hole. So it really doesn't do any good. Nice. <laughs> oh god you guys almost make me want to get a dog Uh, you guys almost might have lost to some listeners Zach (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's pretty I don't like it but (laughs) it is what it is it is what it is all right so Ryan, you want to do a little shameless plug in there? I feel yeah, like that's I'd love your to do a shameless plug. I, I made sure to have a shameless <laughs> plug on the uh, the Instagram story today. Since I've I've learned how to tag products and stories, we're getting there, learning stuff as we go. Yep, promoting the old charcoal and white Richardson. Come and get it, boys. Uh, you know it's good light color for summer. Doesn't attract too much heat. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna backward, you know it. if it's back you know if it's backward, shades the neck, frontward, shades the face. <laughs> yeah. Always you've seen my tan line from a <laughs> um a mesh back, snapback. Oh yeah. It's bad. They're it's classic. Bad. On your head? Like the top oh, of your head? Yeah. On the back of my head I just got this brown <laughs> circle. Yeah, it looks like a giant bullhead wire right off the back of his head. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a brown two inch circle. Where yeah. And the band that goes around the side, I got no sun there, so it's just a white stripe around. Now, do you do you get like the the six different partitions on your head, or it looks kind of like you'd be cutting a pizza out of your head? Nah, it's not that bad. You should just get some like <laughs> colored tanning spray. Yes, <laughs> I really just want to grow out the cul-de-sac. Remember that was the last time Zach was on here. We talked about that. That's yeah, true. I've said that to a lot of people, and everyone I've talked to have never heard it, and they love it. That's so funny. That's what it is, man. What's well, like what the HVAC doctor? I was telling my wife about it tonight, and I was telling her about what, what do you call them? Wobble pops. Yep. No wobbly, wobbly pops. Wobbly, wobbly pops. Wobbly pops. And I was like, that makes so much sense. And she's like, I've never heard that. I'm like, yeah, because we don't. No, live we there. we definitely <laughs> never heard that. Yeah. No. Wobbly pop. Yeah, my wife liked that. So I had a few, yeah, we had a few Wobbly Pops. Is a Wobbly Pop just like a seltzer water? Like a seltzer, alcoholic seltzer, or something that's carbonated that's kind of like a... I thought just a beer, a or beer. an alcoholic beverage was a Wobbly Pop. Oh, okay. I was I thinking assumed. it was like those hard... No, it's not a name. Some, no, I mean, like, I thought it was just another name for, like, oh. the seltzer water, because it's like soda, sort of. Fire Even water. it's not. Never mind. <laughs> Spicy water, that's what it was. Yeah. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, yeah. We'll oh, start is that with the Zach. Mustang? No. Oh, at Ryden's house, maybe. Yeah. No, that's actually Riker snoring. <laughs> <Jeez. He's laughs> it sounded like a car lost. just raced another car. No, he's legit sawing logs right now, and he's about four feet from the mic. <laughs> so, 
It just sounded like you did a burnout. <laughs> so we're going to eventually get a brewery to make an HVAC brew. It's coming. If it's we coming. Get you through, might as well. You should get Nota Brewery to like, we should get them since they're big on the Woody and Wilcox. We just should get them since they're local here. That's it. Yeah. I'm pretty they're sure that Mac. they're eventualists. What or you can Mac. probably convince like, you know, up here, you don't see them a lot. And I think, I don't know why they do it, but like, have you ever been to Ass Clown? I've had an Ass Clown. <laughs> we've, we've had an Ass Clown. <laughs> I mean, their brewery is, uh, it's pretty wild, man. It's, you go in there and it's like, that beer's it's not great. Well, they never, it changes every like two months. So every right. time I've been there, it's been different. Is it a step It'll be up like, every time or? They're just, I don't know how to explain it. They're just weird. Everything about them is weird. It'd be like, here's a blueberry cobbler mixed with some <laughs> gravy spinach. And you're like, what the hell is this? And then you're like, God damn, it smells like blueberry cobbler. Tastes like gravy with some spinach. <laughs> yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. I mean, <laughs> it's like that thing on Willy Wonka, the gum, you know? <laughs> and then the, the, the can will just have like a shark on a skateboard. Just be random <laughs> as hell for that. Like. Dang it, now I want to know what you're drinking, Zach. So what'd yeah. you bring to the show? All right, well, I've got a uh, a, a brew that's from 600 years ago. <laughs> that's, uh, it says La Bière Fine Deluxe. It's a premium nice. lager straight out of, I got to do it, Rochester. Rochester. Is it, is it really? No, it's not. Oh. oh. It's a uh, good old Boone's Farm. Oh, it's Boone's Farm. <laughs> I just get it. Yes. I've no. got a story about Boone's Farm. I actually looked yeah, for it. We today. all have one about Boone's Farm. No shit. <laughs> no, but I got here. Let me. Two ninety nine a bottle. Those are the I'm days. Gonna... <laughs> so I still don't even know what the hell he's drinking. Oh, uh, it is. Man, uh, which one? <laughs> no, it's a Stella Artois. What? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Stella. Stella Artois. It's not as good as Boone's Farm, but here. I got. I'm gonna crack the lid right here. You know when you open, <laughs> you open these things, they sound like a silent but deadly fart. Here we go. Here we go. Oh. Oh, I'm gonna crank that up. That sounded oh, bad. That sounded hard. Sounded rough. I mean, what? <laughs> that was. Terrible. Oh, here we go. Let's see if I can get that one more time here. Here we go. <laughs> there. That's me opening the beer. Oh, there you there go. It Open it up. There it is. <laughs> no, the reason it didn't have any noise is because I cracked it at 945. Oh, yeah. When we were supposed to come on the so, show. All the air got let out of it. You're welcome, it's everybody. my microphone now. I always right. make sure that they have a few minutes to catch up because I probably pre-gamed a little <laughs> bit too hard. Yeah, you're like 945, like, and here it is, 1034. I'm like, right, yes. this guy is in Canada, and I don't know what his time zone is, but we're supposed to be starting right now, and you're walking the dogs. <laughs> what are y'all Just drinking? Stro oh, okay. So I am, uh, if anybody, well, seen on Instagram there, my tag that I got for my truck. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am drinking a Happy Dad Hard Seltzer. Happy Dad Hard Seltzer. Watermelon flavor. 5%. That sounds really refreshing. All right, you ready? Well, that was horrible. That wasn't bad. 
I tried to, I tried to extend end. it. <laughs> tried to extend the. Uh, you know, it'd be really funny is if you guys somehow got a collaboration of every time y'all opened a beer and just had them back to back to back to back to back. It'd probably be like ten minutes of beer cracking. I mean, I could. Uh, <laughs> I, I could. Just do, I could edit it. that. <laughs> yeah, I, I could just record every beer I crack the next week. That yeah, you like could. Plan. That would be good. Hmm. Because before you got your microphone, when you'd crack a beer, it would just about blow the speakers out of my car. <laughs> See, yeah. it was just so it Zach. was so tinny. I'm like, oh god, dude, our show would come out <laughs> the next day. Zach, would I be love like, listening to y'all though. You got to fix this mic, dude. You're killing me. <laughs> it sounds like he we we stuffed him down into a 55 gallon drum and he opened a beer down in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the gain just cranked. Yeah, it was just tinny. But no, you're uh, you're money now. Like you're good. Well, so what you what are you drinking, Ryan? <laughs> I'm scared to even ask. Since uh, Zach threatened to bring on some crazy ass beer, I thought I'd go find a crazy ass beer. So, uh, I'm drinking, (laughs) I can smell colors (laughs) from the (laughs) deciduous brewing company. It's a Berthener vice style ale with strawberry, blueberry, blackberry, raspberry, cheesecake, peanut butter, and marshmallow. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Willy Wonka gum. Come on. You get halfway through it. It turns into roast beef. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! You just listed the food pyramid. Just about <laughs> right. Yes, the, all the food groups. Yeah, oh, candy, geez. candy canes, sugar, syrup. <laughs> it says, "Keep me cold, drink me fresh, recycle me." I would like to try that. What kind of beer is six, it? Though? It is a six percent. It's a vice style ale. So, oh, ale. Yeah. I guess it's kind of a hefeweizen, but it sounds more okay. like it ought to be a sour. Uh, it sounds like see. a. a a bucket of shit in a can. <laughs> oh, I would like to try it. Hey, man, you know, uh, strawberry, blueberry. Blackberry. All right, here we go. Oh, my next one will be something wild. I got some flavored beers I probably could drink. Oh, nice. Sound like you just opened three beers. <laughs> it's a little, it's that was a little good. A little that frothy. A little more powerful than, than these. Yeah. I got oh, one more here for you. I got one more for you. You ready? This is bringing back memories here. <laughs> ah, acoustics. <laughs> oh, I thought that sounded familiar. Man, Jen and I, I brought that up. I was like, I'm playing this on the show. And we started laughing at it. We played it. I probably played it like five times. It's just the uh, struggle that she had. Oh, yeah. She was For those who don't know, that's Dennis's wife. But the struggle she had to freaking open that, whatever that was. <laughs> so we had, yeah. So during uh, um, during lockdown, me, Zach, and Ryden were making music, making, just playing acoustic covers. And, uh, putting all the videos together so we'd all play it separately and just blend them together and uh we've got all of about 20 followers on youtube now (laughs) since 2020 (laughs) so 
It's uh, it's good stuff. I will put that on the uh, intro music. Um, riding, shaking this egg shaker. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, Oh, yeah. Super early oops, too. Oops, oops, truck shaker. You'd come into work and Rodman had already been there for about an hour and Two a half. Hours. He was I've been there frustrated. like yeah, super <laughs> frustrated. Ready yeah, to kill somebody. <laughs> well, he it is seven thirty in the morning apartment. and Rodman is just <laughs> angry. I'm like, dude, we haven't even opened the doors yet. <laughs> There's little beads all over the place. Oh, come on, jeez. Yep. I yeah, swear this thing. I have to go back to the beer. This yep. thing smells like a pissed off peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what does it taste like? Like just right on the front. I don't get the marshmallow. Definitely get the the bitterness from the berries. Oh no! There's the peanut butter in the finish. All right, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> Sounds pretty oh wild. My gosh, as Zach said, nailed it. Uh, <laughs> all right, that was kind of wild. The thing is, though, like I couldn't drink a whole like four pack of Tall Boys of this. No, none of the that's, beers you drink can you can. I think it's just I think I'm bringing them on for the shock value. Maybe right. that's it. 6% though, that's not terrible. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, that's drinkable. That'll keep me warm. Right back to another hitchhiker or five. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you can't go wrong with that. I do like Stella. I, I drink some Stella occasionally. It's usually when I go to the bar, I'll end up getting Stella because most times they don't have Modelo. And I've right. come to a conclusion it's because nobody wants to deal with the aluminum wrapper peelings. It'll be all over the bar and the <laughs> That's floor. Probably true. Probably true. Because I don't like it can. here, but like I have it all over the house. It just shows up like confetti when you had a New Year's party and then three months later you found yeah, like pieces like of it. Of yeah, there's champagne. like little I'll be in my daughter's room and all of a sudden there'll be like a gold flake. I'm like, oh <laughs> <laughs> I'll admit I uh I normally go for the cans over the bottles just because I don't want to carry them up two flights of stairs. Yeah. Because <laughs> the bottles are freaking even heavier. I, and then I got to deal with trying to figure out what to do with a case full of empty bottles. I could just picture the Modelo truck pulling up at Ryden's apartment and the guy with the hand trucks get out and just starts taking beers up to his apartment. <laughs> and I'm like, that's... <laughs> he talks to like Mr. Rogers' trip. neighbor. I'm like, how the neighbor... <laughs> <laughs> All right, so speaking of your kids, Zach, how they been? Everybody good? Yeah, they're good. I got my oldest just turned six today. And Sweet. I took her on Saturday to the trampoline park. It was my first time going. I think I, I had so much oh, fun boy. there. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I, I woke up Sunday and I was I haven't been that sore before in a long time. Like my body hasn't moved like that in probably 15 years. But yet I was jumping and doing the trapeze and all that landing in the foam pit. It was fun, man. Dude, that foam pit's hard to get out of. Yeah, it is. I was holding my youngest. She's of course, about we to turn sink two, straight to the bottom. I stepped into it thinking it was going to be 
not what it was. And I sank all the way down, fell down, had to have someone hold her, get her out of there <laughs> just for me to get out. Cause my feet were way above my head and I was like upside down. I couldn't get out of there. Yeah. It, it gets cool, a little though. awkward in there. You can't <laughs> move around. But it was fun. You jump around, you feel like Spider-Man for a little bit, but it was, it was a good time. Family's doing good though. The band still, it seems like your band's crushing it. Yeah, we're doing pretty good. We're playing a lot in Charlotte uh, coming up next year. And, uh, God, man, the last show we had, it was at a, it was a place in Charlotte. And everybody, it made me feel old. So I'm 36. And I think everybody that was in there, besides the manager and the bouncers, was between 21 and 26. Oof. But we had a whole bunch of stickers that we had made. Which I was going to ask you, who do you guys, Ryan, you said you use stickermule.com? Yeah. yeah, that, yeah I'm going to do that next time because I got a bunch of stickers made at like a print place here and I had to cut them out individually and that took forever. And uh, <laughs> But we had them and we were just giving them out free and all these girls were taking them and one of them just literally pulled her top down and put it right on her nipples and was just hanging out in the bar with our stickers on her boot. Like, uh-huh. it was wild, man. And then, the here's the, his, the, the, yeah, well, <laughs> here, here's the kicker. We all got COVID. <laughs> we all got COVID from that venue. <laughs> hmm. Of course yeah. you did. Yeah. It was, uh. Sure, it was from the venue. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh. It was pretty, it was fun though, but no, the band's doing good and we're playing. Oh, I bet your dad had a, got a kick out of that. Yeah. He literally, uh, went right up to that group of girls at the end of the show and here he is 63 years old and they're like probably 23 or whatever and he he walked up to them and just was like y'all are the most beautiful women in here and we really appreciate you doing this and he came back and told us that and i was like yeah you probably just scared the shit out of them <laughs> like who's this old i got man candy in the van about- out here <laughs> i got candy in the trailer out here. oh and then and then he let la- he lost his keys to his truck or his SUV, so he had to. We we were there till three thirty in the morning waiting for a triple A, and so he finally got fed up with it. So he just took uh, a microphone stand and just busted out his back window, and his keys Jeez. were in the cooler that he had with him the whole time. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but in a nutshell, yeah, we're we're doing good. We're having fun. So how far out do you book usually? I'm booked up all the way through the end of this year. I, I was booked all this whole year, all the way starting in January, and I've already started booking some for next year. How many wow. shows are you guys playing a month now, Zach? Uh, I think we're doing. We're trying to do once a month, but if we get a new venue that is, um, you know, where we want to go and they want to play us again, that we'll sometimes do twice a month. But it's just to get, you know to where they they like us enough to get in a rotation but we try to do once a month because everybody's like one guy's a school teacher and another guy works all in winston-salem which is an hour away and it's just it's a lot with our families and stuff so we try not to do more than a month yeah i thought you were almost play it seemed like y'all were playing every weekend but no we we had a couple weekends where we did like every other week for like two months straight right but then we're gonna take a break in december or whatever Tracy actually, actually asked me to, it's about time to go see Zach play again. So, yeah, well, it'd be cool to get down there in the Fort Mill area. 
Yeah. Or we can get up in Hickory whenever you move up there, up in Hickory. Hickory. Killing me. All right. So, anybody have anything? Anybody set any fires off? Uh, Burn anybody's house down for the fourth? No. uh, Fireworks. Did see a sweet little fireworks show in a neighborhood close to yours on Saturday. That was very nice. Of course, most oh, everybody. A, if anybody it was a war saw zone it. down here, man. Jeez. Yeah, I know. And then uh, I walked out on my back porch, I think Sunday night, and it sounded like we were still fighting the revolution. <laughs> <laughs> Monday was we big were here. Given, we were giving the Brits the business. Yep, old riding, old history major going. Sorry, can't help break it. it down for us. Can't help it. That's why. Do you I ever wish? Do you ever wish that you did that? I actually saw a guy. I didn't talk to him because uh, I was pulling out of the uh, gas station today. But it was a guy that <clears throat> I went to high school with, and I saw him as I was leaving. But he is a history teacher at the high school that we graduated. And I thought about you, Ryden, and I just wondered, like, have you ever like wished that you did that at all? So I know not for the money, but just for no, like, the, like I, I always thing for different reasons. Like I always wanted to be when I first got into it, I wanted to be a history professor or a museum curator because um, I wanted to be able to kind of dabble in all different parts of history in some cases. But I always really like ancient ancient history. Um, mm-hmm. But then as I got into college, I got really, I got really focused on. Modelo. Revolutionary. Yeah, no. Oh, Honestly, I really, I'll be honest, I really did not drink much in college. I worked my ass off. Yeah. Um, but I got really into like American Revolution, Civil War. And then I also learned that in order to be a professor, I was going to have to speak and write in three languages. Oh, what? And uh, Yep, not it. I said, there's no way in hell. <laughs> I, like, I struggled at Spanish. There's no way in hell I'm learning multiple languages to be able to read and write them while I'm working five days a week, going to school two days. I just couldn't do it. So I didn't, I didn't know that was a requirement. Yeah. So I had to, you had to have two to get your master's three to get your doctorate the way it was looking. I was like, there's no way I could do this. You should have told me you want to learn Dothraki. Yeah. And, uh, (laughs) Cleons or what's that? Is it Cleon? The whatever the Cleon, Star Trek. That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Cleon. Um, <laughs> learn Vulcan. You want to learn the Elven? The Elven language from Lord of the Rings. What's yeah. What's that new app? You could have used that back then. What's that new oh, app? Uh, there's a bunch of them now. Dang it! Back oh, in the day, it was a uh, Rosetta Stone, and then now yeah. it's like. Uh, it's not Jim. What is it? Wow, what is it? Yeah, I got conned into buying a $275 Rosetta Stone package one time. Nice. <laughs> I was, it was the day after the Super Bowl. It was probably, it was when I was a helper at an HVAC company. I was driving and I was like, you know, it'd be really cool to be able to speak to all these people that are on these job sites. And so I like called in and talked to them. She's like, yeah, it's just a free trial. And I was like, okay, well, I gave them my credit card number. I never canceled it. And the next thing you know, it's $275 comes out. And yeah, I didn't learn anything. I learned leche is milk. Wow. <laughs> Duolingo. That's leche. it. Duolingo. Elgato leche. That's Elgato cat, leche. The cat, cat milk. 
<laughs> oh, cat milk. And I'll do that from time to time. We've got some guys that work for a company that are Honduras, and I'll walk up there and be like, El Gato Leche, and they just start laughing. And I'm sure they start speaking, and I'm like, oh, they're making fun of me. I know they are. Yeah, they're like, why does he just say the cat, the milk? <laughs> uh, cat milk. <laughs> yep. So, um,. We will get into some HVAC on here, I swear to you. But uh, oh, we got a you're gonna, great HVAC show lined up. You're gonna have to bear. <laughs> you're gonna. Have I to thought he was gonna say us. we got a great HVAC show lined up for you next week. Yep, next week when we have somebody <laughs> this, other this than is, Zach on. This is misleading, just like your episode on how to make a million dollars. Yep, I never oh, said I forgot that. about that. I never said Y'all how have- to make it. I just what? said making millions in HVAC. It's yeah, that's what it was. And then you're like halfway through, you're like, yeah, if we didn't do that, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. And I really thought you were going to tell me, and I'm like, I cannot you wait start to hear with what a they're going to say. Because I know both of y'all, and I'm like, <laughs> I cannot wait to hear what bullshit they're about to pull out. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, you start with a million in cash, cash flow. If you make a million dollars, go buy a McDonald's franchise. Yep, fix the and then, ice cream machines. And, yeah, and fix, YouTube, their, and then fix their ice cream machines. Channel. I saw I a thing. I saw a sign, and I don't know if maybe one of y'all sent it to me. I don't know. It was a sign that said, it was a Chick-fil-A sign. It said, at least our ice cream machines aren't broken. Oh, and it was like right down the road from the McDonald's. They don't need any help. They don't need any help getting money. Chick-fil-A is... I feel bad for anybody that's listening in Canada that doesn't know what Chick-fil-A is. <laughs> I don't know. Are they up there yet? I have no idea. Wait. Well, wait, maybe that's Bojangles. Bojangles is a south thing, out. isn't it? Bojangles is not in Canada. <laughs> I'm just going to go out on a limb there. But if it, if they were, Foodie would love it. Yeah, yep. I bet he would. Man, some of that food he puts on there. Sounds like getting like a thing of chicken supremes, extra seasoned salt, I want to go fries, a Mountain Dew, and then you have a nosebleed. Did you see that jerk chicken <laughs> plate he had the other day? Yeah, just no for joke, lunch? that chicken looked ridiculous. I'm like, how the hell are you eating that at lunchtime and going back to work, man? Yeah, it looked good. So speaking of that, Zach, in your travels when you're selling HVAC, what do you do for lunch? Do you take <clears> your lunch? I do now. I used to eat... Um, I used to eat terrible. I, was going to I used nearby. to eat horribly. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd go into McDonald's, and I'd just go to the drive-thru. I'd get a McDouble and a small fry because I had a cooler full of water, and that's all I drank. Because if I drank anything other than water, you, you're just going to get thirsty. And so right. I was eating that and then going into QT and getting like a to you oh, know, yeah. a little taquito or something. Just tear up. So that's, I started, that's where you got it. That's what got you. The, the <laughs> McDouble and the small fry is not that terrible. No, oh, but the meat paste rolled up in a flour uh, thingy. Yeah, or you'll get like the buffalo the chicken, the big buffalo chicken wiener looking thing. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, what is that like? It's you know? great. It it's it's delicious. Is what it is. Know. You don't want to know what it really is. It's got yeah, it's got cheese in the middle too. It's a it does. It's really you good. Dip it in ranch. It's solid. And you can't. I mean, it's. There's I'll no tell you what to, the weirdest thing. There's no way to thing. eat it in a nice manner. Like when you're eating it, it's like it's so hot that like even through that little plastic bag, it's like scalding your fingertips. So you're like barely touching. Like you're playing the flute when you're in the car, and you're just sitting there. And you take a bite, you throw it down real quick. You got to pick it up, take a bite, and throw it down real quick. 
Yeah, there's no vessel to put it in. It's just a <laughs> chicken stick. I mean, so I started I started packing fry. my lunch recently, and I do like a wrap where it's just, you know, like I'll get like some kind of turkey or something, and then I've got like one of those. It's not an Arctic cooler, but it's I don't even know what brand it is. I got it as a wedding. I went to I was in a wedding last year, and I got it as a gift for being a groomsman. But it's this nice. hot, like a real fancy cooler, and um. You know, I'll, I'll have like several waters in there with like the pH and the electrolytes and all that. I'm kind of picky about it. But then uh, I'll have a wrap and then like some applesauce or something, like a little pouch, you know. And everybody makes fun of my applesauce pouch because it looks like I'm a little kid when I eat it. But, you know, I just literally I can, will just yeah. not stop for lunch. I'll just do what I'm doing and then I'll drive to the next call. And it just, it's just great because I never like stopping for lunch. I don't know. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm too busy. And every lunch, time I dude. take a lunch, all I'm doing. It's pushing my date back further than it needs to be. Right. And so I just, I mean, I'll go when it's slow, but when we're right now, like the way we are, like I just, you know. When I was running service, man, in the summertime, like I am not. So my, my lunch consisted of me just kicking back, putting on a podcast for a minute. It, you know, when I worked for a place where they were like, look, you or you have to take a lunch. You have to clock out on your tablet, clock back in. I'm like, all right. Um, but when I worked, you know, that first company I worked for, there was no lunch. It was just eat on the go, something small, try not to throw up in the attic, you know. <laughs> yeah. But speaking of throwing that. up, let me, let me, I'm going to get another beer. <laughs> you going to throw up? No, you remember last time I was on here, I had like that crazy dizzy spell. Yeah. And I thought I was going to like throw up in the bathroom the whole time. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, I'm just going to get another beer. And maybe this one will actually have a good sound to it. Nice. Right, beer on. break. 34 beer minutes, break. 22 seconds. What did you think of the uh, mm-hmm. elevator music last time during beer break? Uh, very nice. I think we should uh, reintroduce time and time again. HVAC doctor had a nice little intros coming back. What in the world was he doing? Sound like he fell on a barrel. <laughs> All right, I'm back. <laughs> What'd you say? It sounded like you fell in something. Did it sound like this? Yep. Yeah, it's because my microphone. Can you hear this? Yes. Yeah, my microphone's very sensitive to like noise on the table. So I got a new one here by Highland Brewery in Asheville. Oh, oh yeah, Peachful. It's good. It's a peach ale. Classy. I know. Brian had me like wanting some. Hey, look at you tonight, Stella <laughs> Peach Ale. I mean Highland Highland's pretty classy. I like they, they're pretty good. It was it they, was a cool beer in the mountains before Asheville was cool for beer. Right. Yeah, it was around. That was like one of the because, like Sierra yeah, that's Nevada. That's an old school one up there. Sierra Nevada up there. That brewery is freaking gorgeous. Have you been there? Yeah, that's a uh, adult playground. That it place. is, man. The whole roof is made out of copper, and it's like holy cow, man. Yeah, it's. I look Here we like. Go. Those are from confiscated. <laughs> confiscated whiskey stills. <laughs> Right. Anyway, sorry to get back on the beer. No, you stay on the beer. Beer is a good topic. What's that one taste like, Zach? Peach? Hold on, I'll tell you. 
two sticks. <laughs> no, it tastes like pe- it's just like a peach ale. It's really good. It's um if you like peaches, I like peaches. Yep. Me it's a good song. Peaches. Peaches <laughs> from the president <laughs> of the United States of America. That was a terrible song. America. It was so bad that it was you couldn't stop listening to it. One hit wonders, <laughs> baby. Yep. Have to drop that in there. That was my era. That's when I started learning to play guitar. I love that your intro is you and Corey playing. And I still love, I love it so much, the sound of you pulling the plug on the disconnect switch. No, I'm not. That's just my Goodman shutting off. It sounds amazing. It's like the it perfect way like to end took a every shit show. <laughs> I know, but it's like it's the noise that everyone associates air conditioning with. Oh yeah. With. Oh yeah. Because you know, like a couple months ago, when we were going through like the mild weather, all of a sudden I, I got home one day and I just it was quiet and all of a sudden I just heard this, and then you hear it everywhere and it sounded like wolves calling each other and all of the <laughs> all of the HACs were kicking on and I'm like calling Zach. To oh my sell God! It's HVAC. money. Here comes money. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> like a bunch and of then we have these heat waves calling we have these heat other. waves and then we have these cool days and we have these heat waves and we have these cool days and it's like god almighty man isn't that weird though how there'll be a day where it's like and maybe this is just me and tech support but there'll be a day of like 85 degrees and i cannot get off my phone and then it'll be 99 and i won't get a single call i'm like yeah, what, last weird. week it was like super hot and it was like kind of weird. And then today, yeah, today alone, oh I gosh. filled up everybody's our repaired. I filled up our installs <laughs> for the entire week next week just today because of all these people that are like, "Hey, you gave me a quote about a week ago, blah blah blah." And it's because of the these waves, man, it's weird. Well, and some of that too is were they holding out till after the family get together on the weekend? Uh, that's a good point. You know, to save a few pennies to make sure they got what they needed. Now, does your company stock up a little bit or do anything different before a holiday weekend? No, we when equip we buy equipment as it comes. Okay. The second we get the job, we order the equipment, and I make a material list, and my coordinator orders the equipment and all the material needed for the job, and then she places it, and it all comes right then and there. And then if we need like breakers or something, I put all that in there too. She'll have it and. We have, because we have an install crew, and then we have a startup crew that overlaps with the install crew, and the okay. in, and the startup crew is actually like I was gonna say, the newest, take us through that. Yeah, so they're the newest guys, so they don't know how all this works, and the way that we feel that is kind of neat. I mean, yeah, you, it, when we're slow, we you know we let them go with other guys and they see everything, but I think the first thing to understand how it works is they have to see how it's supposed to work from the beginning. And so they go in and, and they see the install. The install crew comes in, takes it out, does their thing, puts it back. It's literally just construction. Right. The startup crew will wire it up. They will pull the vacuum. They will, um, you know, do the all the stuff with um, the, the levels. They'll change the gas pressures based on what they need. And then they'll do a static pressure test and adjust the airflow speeds. Um, and I, I usually address that beforehand. And if there's something like the returns are too small... I'll let them know ahead of time, hey, this customer did, did not want to upsize the returns, even though I told them they, they really needed to do this. And right now right. it's hard because it's AC mode, so the fans are slower than normal. But, you know, in 
when it gets when the heat mode comes, that's when they're going to hear and notice the big the big problem. Right. Because fancies we hire, but yeah, so they do that, <clears throat> and it's really cool because it eliminates. I feel like it helps eliminate callbacks, and yeah, it's also, it's also. I feel like my last company that I worked at would have viewed it as a waste because then they can just be like, well, the installer can put it in, do everything and be done. And that works. But if you have the means to like want to grow somebody, I mean, you can, uh, you can put that. Well, there's a, you can yeah, build your pricing the way growing. they need to. You can build your pricing however you need to, to make your, your company work. I mean, it's not Correct. like you're, you know what I mean? And that's the thing that, I don't know. I, I just, I don't understand it. Like when, when there's, there's, there's people that are doing these deals and they're like, yeah, well, you know, just like I have customers ask me all the time. They're like, well, when it slows down, you know, in the fall, you know, do you guys have like a deal where you can get an AC system cheaper? And I see companies doing that and I don't understand why they do that because there's no need to do it. No, we, well, we, yeah, nothing <laughs> changed on, on your end. And I tell yeah. them every yeah, and I tell them every time I say, well, you know, the only thing I know for sure that's going to happen is the prices are going to go up, because that's, <laughs> that's all right. they ever have done since the beginning of time. Like I've never seen the prices drop back down, and no, I don't know. But like the whole thing with the startup crew is it's really cool because it allows them to come in and they're not like miserable and sweaty and just like angry because they freaking fought with ductwork for about thirty minutes or however long. And they're, you know, they come in with a fresh mind and they know what they're supposed to do. And then the install crew gets to leave and go home at like one or two o'clock that day. Like they come in and they start at seven and then they, you know, they get on the job at eight and then they're out of there by two and they can just be with their families and they're getting paid well, good yeah. to do it, you know? And then that way the, in, the startup crew comes in, does their thing and they finish it. They collect the payment. They go over the thermostat operations with the homeowner. And then it's just like quality control. Like it's customer service and it's something that I, I like a lot that we do. Now you try to, as a, if you sold a job, you try to swing back by there or are you involved in it? Yeah. So I'm the point of contact from start to finish with the customer. And, um, if I don't have a sales lead, I will go by the job on the way home. Right. If they're still there. I mean, if they're doing just an AC coil, they might've been done by like one o'clock. Right. Something yeah. like that. And then, you know, if I'm getting done at like five or six, there's no, I'm not going to go by there. But like today, for instance, I mean, <clears throat> we had the homeowner, and this is something that I feel like this industry is just like what HVAC doctor said last week about taking your time, allotting the amount of time you need to do your job the right way. But I feel like the biggest problem with our industry also is customer service. And I feel like yep. a good customer service comes with being reachable you know, responded in a, a, a timely manner and then just like going out of your way. Like I didn't have to do it, but today I went by because the guy had issue with the thermostat just because he didn't fully understand it. Our guys went over it with him, but he's an older guy. And I just went by there today just to talk to him about it. I don't know. You know, it's, I mean, I no, was it's, the same it's way. true. Yeah. It's, it's true. You, Cause I mean, I think about what I would want if I were them. And I feel like that's, well, people, people are going to be paying more money for this, stuff and you're gonna have to you're gonna have to fluff it up with more stuff like you're just gonna yeah. have to put a lot more effort into it a lot more <clears throat> customer service because you know 
$4,500 for a furnace coil AC is those days are just gone, man. More like yeah. eight and nine grand for that's what that I mean, but they're gone. It, it's it's yeah. ridiculous what we're seeing, and it's I'm excited about we, the we new can, stuff, though. Yeah. Well, I know, and we continue to talk about it, but that new stuff to to us, it's really cool and exciting, distributor and contractor side, but the homeowner, uh, they're going to be seeing another freaking price hike. It's coming because all well, these and, regulations are just forcing it up and forcing it up. Yeah, and the good thing about the price hike now is it all makes sense to a homeowner because everything's going on. And they yeah. know it, and they're like, "Yeah, I figured," you know. And it's just like really cool, you know. And and they'll get like three quotes or whatever, and you know, you can't get them all. And I mean, I had one last week that I was a seventh contractor to come out there, and I'm like, "God, y'all have a lot of free time to have no like joke. all these quotes." And I made it between <laughs> me and one other guy, and you know, I think I lost to him because I hadn't heard from it. But it's whatever. But you know, it's just they understand. Well, you got to call back. It's not even about say what. I say you gotta circle. You gotta uh, circle back with Zach. You gotta. Yeah, no, I will. I keep a I keep a, a Google spreadsheet on everything that I do, and and the dates of when I did it, and then I'll circle back and I, I'll reach out to him. Um, this was last week, so I'll probably reach out to him. I don't know. Right now, hold on a minute. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bring him on the show. Hey, uh, it does get dude, hard to do that dude, though. When the busier we get, and you're getting three and four calls a day sometimes it does get where you just you don't even think about it and then i'll just have time like on a saturday and i'll sit down and i'll just and that's the other thing like you know everybody talks about this nine to five thing and we, everybody knows hbc is not nine to five but like yeah. you just gotta like you gotta enjoy it man like if you don't enjoy it i, I just don't feel like you'll ever do a good job no that's a 100 percent. and it's just yep. like and i get our guys and i've even got our installers uh watching um God, who's that guy? Jeff. Is it Jeff? The yep. install, the install porn, yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. My God, man. Like, <laughs> I, you know, yeah, it's just, you look at it and it's just like HVAC porn. It's like, oh my God, look at that. You know, and I've got them looking at it and they're all pumped about it. And I got them sending me like after photos that match my before photos. And they're trying to, it doesn't look like his stuff because God Almighty, his stuff looks amazing. But it's, well, he'll, he'll it's, tell it's, you, like, he, it's a lot. He does a lot on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can still do a clean job without, you know, yeah, but without it, over fluffing it. It's just the whole having pride with what you do and making it right. like, I don't know. You, I think you can make it as fun as you want to make it. To me, to me, if a, if an installer, this sounds weird, but if an installer takes a before picture, you know, he knows you, I know you take them, but if, if an installer takes a before picture, he rips it out and he takes an after picture, even if it looks like crap. The fact that he's taking pictures and and thinking that he made it better, right? Yep, that's, that's a, a huge deal. Yeah, that's a, a huge deal for growth. Even is. if another guy walks up and goes, "Ah, dang man, that's kind of scruffy looking," because eventually that person you can teach him. He at least cares. He's already right. got the mindset to want to be better because I mean, he's, he's taking the before and after just to kind of. Yeah, right. I think that's awesome, man. I, I just think there's more of that now than there used to be. Um, the slamming in and go, you know. Oh, I got a story, man. Do another one tomorrow. I mean, we got to get away from that. I had a lady call me last week, and uh, we originally told her no because 
that's the one thing I really like about where I work. It's not that we tell people no, but like we're not afraid to tell people no if it's something that's going to cost us money or it's going to be a headache that we're getting married to. And she called in and said she had this other company out and no, sorry. She said that the insurance company got her a new unit and dropped it off. And she wanted us to install it. And I called my manager and I was First like, First red flag. I was like, Yeah. What insurance company can get a hold of an HVAC system? And he goes, I don't know, Zach. Just go out there and have fun with this one. And I was like, Go out there and have fun. Well, back up a little even more. I said, How did we get this call? And he said, Yeah. He goes, Well, the lady, they are friends with a builder that does a, we do a lot of work for. So we just want to at least show up and just not say no because the builder gives us a lot of work. So I was like, Okay. And uh, the weirder the call, I feel like the more entertaining it's going to be because it gives me this story to tell. And I show up and the husband's there and we're talking about it, walking around the house. And I was like, so what insurance company do you guys deal with? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, well, what insurance company can get a unit? He goes, oh, there's no insurance company. I was like, what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, we had such and such come out here and uh, it's a company in Charlotte. And they were working on our upstairs furnace. They replaced it, and they taught my wife into replacing the downstairs AC and coil, but we didn't need it. And she realized that she got hassled, and they installed the outdoor condenser, and she made them take it back out and put the old one back in and then fired them. And I said, and they just left the condenser and the evaporator coil here willingly? And he goes, yep. I said... (laughs) Okay, well, and I still don't know 100%, but the outdoor unit was sold. The name tag was gone. I mean, it was, and to tell you that the outdoor unit was brown. It was the physical color was painted brown. So it tells you how old it was. That was an old unit. And uh, I went in there and the condenser was sitting in this like walk-in basement crawl space type thing. And there were spiders all over it, man. There were spiders inside of it. So that thing had been sitting there for more than like a day or two. And I think that she had someone that worked at such and such company come out to her on the side and said, because this company that I know for a fact, they're a huge train dealer. And this was temp star equipment, which I know temp star will allow you to some guy. Well, I don't want to get him in trouble. Lo and behold, (laughs) Tempstar sold somebody this equipment. I think the homeowner paid for it and then said, you know, we're firing you. We're done with this. And then just kept the equipment because the homeowner paid for it. Yeah. And well, it's an upflow application, furnace and coil. And the evaporator coil was a dedicated horizontal evaporator. So it won't work in the first place. Oh, and geez. it was never installed. And I pulled it out. And thank God I pulled it out of the box because that's what let me see it because the way the drain pan was. And I just told him, I said, I'm sorry, but um, here's the price for us to do it with our equipment. And uh, here's my number. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I didn't expect to get that one at all. I did. I'm just like, I was like, I told my manager, I was like, man, we're getting into a problem here. And he's like, Zach, if you don't feel comfortable, just, you know, dude, I, I'll back you 100%. You do whatever you think and I'll back you. And I was like, okay. And hmm. I don't like telling people no, but. I didn't tell him no. I just said, we can't do what you wanted to do, but we can't help you. And it's just like, I love so much how HVAC doctor said when that person was arguing with him about the warranty, he goes, look, I'm not here to work against you. I'm here to work with you. But here's here the it is. <laughs> but here it is. Ha- what yeah. do we do? What do we move forward? What should we do? 
you know like what should we do we have well i mean and you you saw it on our side too you know i have that conversation at least once or twice a week with a guy that's calling about a piece of equipment it's eight years old but it's on a different homeowner so it's not warranty anymore and you know half i'll have ones that at time they try to lie that it was the homeowner because they won't tell you who it is to you tell them who it is so they can try to oh, say i who love it the is. whole who's gonna say who it uh, is yeah, yeah. <laughs> um they'll just I leave that part blank yeah um you know i had one the other day no actually it was today they were calling it was eight years old they don't buy from us it was registered new homeowner from a different distributor and i was like well um you know we can't warranty this if it was under warranty in the original homeowner we'd still charge you a fee because we didn't make any money on the first place you know the distributor that sold it they might get help you you know without charging you a fee but you know we got to make our money somewhere yeah to process i don't it. understand yeah. why contractors um <clears throat> i feel like maybe this is part of the customer service there, it takes a certain person. It's scary for some people, I can imagine, to go up and tell bad news to a homeowner. I mean, I don't like doing yeah. it, but like at the end of the day, you know, that's part of You're the job. You're kind of protecting you, them that way, though. I mean, you, you got to tell them. You got to tell them. Exactly. I mean, you can just start, start it off by saying, like, I hate being the bearer of bad news, but I need to bring this to your attention because I don't understand why a contractor is going to argue with the dealer about a warranty situation when all they got to do is just relay the facts. Like, unless that contractor is desperately trying to get that business because it's the only job they've had all year long and they're scared of losing, I just don't understand why they would argue with you about it. Yeah. So I get a lot of emails that come across my desk from the factory um, where a homeowner has called the factory and says, you know, they usually write them this super long letter that gets emailed to me saying, had a contractor put the system in and it ain't worked ever. So we got a new contractor and now the factory needs to fix this. Yeah. So then it'll get sent to me because maybe it's got a contractor that I'm associated with, right? That buys from us. So, then I got to try to reach out to him and I got one probably two days ago. That's, um, two and a half ton AC 14 seer indoor unit has a four ton coal on it. Just monster coal. Um, the company that put it in is out of business. They're gone. So this guy strolls up, you know, he's just called out there for a no cooling call. <laughs> I mean, yep. and he takes it on. So then he says, look, you know, this ain't going to work. You, you got a mess here. Whoever put it in, it's all wrong. So she writes a big letter to the factory that comes to me and she wants the factory to just give her new stuff. I mean, how old is it? I mean, it don't really matter. You know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I mean, who? so uh, how does the, you know, how do you handle that? Because that, that new contractor is not going to just fix it for free. He didn't put it in. Nope. The old contractor's gone. So, and it's not the factory's fault either, right? No, I mean, it's not. 
No, it's not the homeowner's fault. And that's the problem. It's it's, it's the contractor went out of business's fault. Somebody's got to. Most likely it's his fault. But, you know, based on install, if he followed oh, yeah. the installation manual and braised. So then I'll get these. I'll get these homeowners that just somehow got my number and and I'll have to just break it to them. Yeah, it's mean, probably one that it. Jobin installed. No. Jobin. <laughs> probably that one uh, with a stick of butter. <laughs> Jobin. <laughs> Hadn't heard from Jobin. Well, I did hear from Jobin today. I was going to tell you, though, as far as it's funny because I had a customer um, is argument, arguing with me over price. Well, not arguing, but he was negotiating, trying to negotiate. And once I tell my price, that's it. There's no negotiating. And I just have to explain it. And I talked to him and he was like, yeah, he goes, well, he had another brand that rhymes with Woodman and it was out there and he, he was asking, he goes, well, we had that installed three years ago and it was such and such. So why is this this price? I said, well, you got a couple things going against you. You know, I was like, Tom, for sure. You got the, (laughs) you know, inflation and everything's going up. And, you know, the Department of Energy stepping in and changing a lot of stuff. So everything's going up in technology and everything's just moving up. I said, and two, I said, you also have workmanship and workmanship costs. You know, there's a price for workmanship. Yeah, it's not free. Yeah. And I was like, this is what we do. And this is what I feel like we do that separates us from a lot of people. And, you know, kudos to everybody that does do this. I think it's awesome. I talk about airflow like crazy. I think that's a huge problem with this industry's airflow, you know, with under, especially return Mm -hmm. dump works because it's Mm -hmm. like eight out of every 10, eight out of every 10 house I go in, I swear to God, the return duck works are undersized. Dang, that was right. it's by a, it's by a lot, <clears throat> but I'll talk about that. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, they put that in. It was so much cheaper. I said, well, did you get them to quote it? Or no, he goes, why would someone put that in, you know, and not this? And I said, well, honestly, you know, a lot of people that put that in, I was like, they're starting out, they're doing whatever, because a lot of times when you get with uh, a different name brand or whatever, like they require a certain amount of sales to be a dealer and all this stuff and all that, whatever. And, you know, the price points are different for like who they buy from. And I said, a lot of times those companies will go out of business, you know, and that's unfortunate for the homeowner, but you know, they think they're getting a deal because they're paying this great price. Well, then all of a sudden when something goes wrong, they can't get in touch with that dealer because they're not in business anymore. Yeah. They didn't know know how to be able to survive. Yeah. I'm like, who loses? And I was like the homeowner, that's who loses. And I the said, consumer. and then that Always. was like, yeah. And so then we were talking. He's like, yeah, well, I got that price a couple years back for that. I said, well, why don't you get that company to quote us? He goes, well, they're not in business anymore. And I started laughing, <laughs> exactly. dude. I started laughing. I was like, you just proved my point. <laughs> and we got right. the job. We got the job because they, you know, they started laughing with me. But like, I was just like, you'd prove my point. Like, that's it right there. But no, it's just funny because you just made me think about it when you were talking about the companies going out of business and stuff. Well, you've kind of already said this, but I'm going to make you go through it one more time because the size company you work for, you know, at the end of the day, sometimes we try to help guys on this show. I know we ramble on about a bunch of bullshit, but so take me through. So your sales, you sell the job, um, you know, you go through, you're out there a couple hours going through everything. Take me through how you set it up with the shop to come back out there. 
and do the install. So like from the, the time I process. leave? Yeah. So you <clears> sold so the go, job. Yeah. yeah. So when I get out there, the first thing I do is we all share everything through Google Drive. Uh, and then I have every job on Google Keep, which is like a notes app. And I can right. take pictures. I can write down everything. I've got a template that I paste on there every time that tells me the job description, where it serves, like whether it's the upstairs or downstairs. And then it'll say how many, uh, you know, is it wire site or wire count for outdoor unit? And it'll say like eight count or five, like for how many wires are going out there. Same thing with the yeah, indoor right. unit, same thing with the thermostat. And then I double check at the indoor unit and then I get the breaker size, all that stuff, all these notes and pictures. I take a ton of them and measurements and C cabinet and what size is the returns, what size are the supplies. And then I take all that in consideration. And then I take a picture of all four sides of the house so I can get all the, and the reason I do that is to get the window sizes because most windows are the same <laughs> size. And I do that to get the window sizes. And then, you know, I take a picture of the Forward. gas meter, Said all that stuff. That's right. So I do all that and then I type all my notes in and then I do a load calculation on the house. And then I look it up, um, with GIS, whether it's in Mecklenburg County or whatever county it is. And it'll get, it'll literally give me, every county will give me the floor plans of the house. So I know exactly how to draw the house on the load calculation. And the only thing I got to change is where the sun is, like where north is. And I'll change that. And then I'll have to enter the windows manually. And then I'll have to enter the installation value. And that's sometimes as a guess, but you know, it depends on what year the house is. Um, right. You know what I mean? And then like, you change the little things like that and then it'll give me the low calculus. So if I'm doing just the first floor, I will only do the first floor. And then the second floor, I'll just say it's a condition space because it's supposed to be a condition space. I don't have to worry about it if it's got a, its own system. And I'll do all that. I'll take a screenshot of that and I'll stick it in there in the Google Keep and it's to back me up if something ever goes wrong. But then I also confirm it by looking at the size of the returns, the size of the supplies. I have a calculator that I built in Google uh, Sheets which is like Excel that lets me know CFM and tonnage and all this stuff based on the ductulator that I use. And it took me forever to build this thing. And <laughs> I type all that in so I can do it real quick. It confirms, Hey, this ductwork is sized for this size system. Then I confirm it with the breaker. Okay. This breaker. So I had one system, this guy went and he had two, three and a half ton systems installed in his house, upstairs and downstairs. Right. And the ductwork was sized for a two to two and a half ton system upstairs and downstairs. The breakers were sized for two and a half ton systems upstairs and downstairs. And the low calculation said he needed two and a two and a half ton systems. That was a ballsy move right there. And I'm not bragging on myself, but it, it scared yeah. me yeah. to go take both of them and go backwards. And he loves it. And that was last summer and he loves it. And it was like, oh, holy, sure but the systems shorted difference. out eight years and they were down completely. And I was like, that was the first red flag is that they didn't last more than eight years. But I do all that anyway, and then I put it in there, and then if I get the job, all I do, and I keep them in there for about four or five months, and then I have to go there and clear it because it bogs it down where the system runs slow. And if they don't get go with us within that time, I'm going to want to go back out there anyway just to see if something changed. But then I'll right. just I'll literally add collaborators, and I'll add the manager, the office coordinator, my AOR coordinator, which is uh, add on repairs. I'll add the guys that are doing the startup. And then based on who's doing the install, the manager will then, when he, he sets up everything as it comes into the shop, he builds it up and sets it up. He stages it and he stages it. 
That's and what I was going to ask you. If yeah, you stage he stages everything. it because I, I then, if they get the call, I'll go into this detailed thing and I'll type in exactly what we need. Like, I mean, obviously, if it's like attic drain kit, we've got that set up. So all attic drain kits are going to be the same. Crawl space kits are the same. Whether or not you need a condensate box, I'll check it or not check it. All this stuff. I'll put in the breaker sizes. I'll put in how many takeoffs we need. Um, if we need flex, if we need a high velocity grill for whatever reason uh, for the returns, uh, how many filters we need, all this stuff. I add all this in there and then I'm done with it. And then he gets it and I draw, I've got an Apple pen and I draw it all on my iPad, like on every picture. So if we're moving a, a return somewhere or whatever, I can draw it on my thing. And then that way he gets it and he can stage it and he'll know exactly what's going on with the job. If he has a question while he's staging it, he'll call me, I'll tell him. And then he gets the guys out at seven o'clock in the morning, the day of the install and knows exactly what's going on. And based on who's installed it, he'll share it with them a couple days before. So the night before they can look at it on Google keep while they're like laying in bed to know like what they're getting into the next morning. <laughs> you know? And the whole thing is we're so big on technology that if you're not ready to embrace it, you just need to fucking leave. Cause it's there to help you. And there's so oh, many yeah. people that I mean, just are scared we, of it we, we and all it, all, all it time. takes and it's there to help you. And it's literally, I mean, I can't imagine going back the way it used to be. Cause I used to do it at the last company I worked for before working with you guys. I mean, it just blows my mind, you know? Well, I used to is, like do the sales. Well, go out for the service call, do the sales call, you know, same thing, same time. And then the next morning, try to stage it all of what they need. And then when they got out there, try to talk to them over the phone what they need to do while I'm trying to run another service call, you know, the next day, it's just like. Well, and like the advertising. But that's growing pains, though, you know. It you know is. I mean? But it's good to go through that because, I mean, because I had to go through that, I, I know what it. I know what everybody's role is that helps me. And I love it. But the whole point is that like if I'm having to come back to stage it, then that's time that I'm missing a sales lead. Oh, you yeah, know, and that's the whole that's the whole thing. And so like, yeah, you do pay money for sales leads. Like we're real big on Google and you do pay a lot of money for every time someone clicks on you. But like it's you take like a you just kinda take a law of averages, I guess, and see how many you get, how many you don't get over like one quarter. And you the thing is that's the manager doing all that. I was gonna but say, like, where do you think you can't most he doesn't work in the from. field he works, you know, he works on his company, not in it. I mean, he's there in it if he needs to be, but he's really involved in like working on it. Just like you guys have always said that if you're in it, you can't work on it. And yeah, that's, so, that's, that's so you're true because you can't, you got to look at like a law of error. Like if you have, I don't know. My thing is if, you know, he'll look at something and it's like, if this material list, you know, for a job, if it's an attic materialist, it, he takes a law of averages based on an entire quarter's worth of materials. And he says, all right, we need to change the attic one to this based on what we got here. And he adds it in there. So we're not losing, but like, we're trying to be as competitive as we can. So we're not like jacking the price up, but we're making money. Like we're doing good. And then like, well, what kind of incentives do you want to give the installers? Like, you know, they get a percentage and then they get a spiff if the thing passes inspection on the first try and they get a i've told him it'd be cool to have a spiff if it makes it 30 days without a callback because then it gives them a really big right i feel like people work better it, personally i feel like you gotta have incentives if you man, have an incentive everybody. you're gonna care a lot more because i can tell you right now that if i didn't work off a commission 
I wouldn't care about customer service one bit. Like I, I personally wouldn't care about it because where's the benefit in it? But like, That's I know like right. when I was a server back in the day, I was in restaurants and stuff like you work for your tip. And I think that if everybody has that incentive installers, technicians, all of them, I feel like it, it's going to motivate everybody to want to. And the whole point of it is not to be greedy. It's to motivate you to want to do better. Right. And all it takes is just taking the time to figure out, like, if you really you think about this, if you have your installers, right, if you if you if you pay them just hourly and I'm not a business owner. So, you know, if there's business owners listening, I, I don't want you to think I know what I'm talking about. But it's just a thought like if you if you take your installers and they're paid only hourly and they do a good job and you want to keep them and you want to make them do better. Like, I feel like an easy thing to do is to say, OK, well, tack on three hundred dollars to that uh, to every job. Just tack it on. The homeowner is not going to bat an eye at $300. If they bat an eye at $300, then you're dealing with the wrong You're homeowner. the wrong homeowner. You know, but like just $300, yeah. is not, they're not going to bat an eye at it. And the only person that's going to know any different is you. It's never going to be them. The homeowner is not going to know anything. And that's another thing. I feel like I've been there. I feel like if you know something, you're like, oh, maybe they know that I'm too expensive. You know, like it's just... I don't know. It's, it's you got to just be you confident. Gotta own it. You, you just got to own it. it and know that you're doing the right thing for your yeah. company. And if you just like, if you were to take $300, this is literally just a, an idea. If they finish that job in a timely manner, like that install within the day and whatever, they get a hundred bucks. Let's say that it passes inspection. They get another hundred bucks. If it goes 30 days, give them another hundred bucks. And it's like, there's $300 extra for every single job. And if they're getting $300, if they do a good job and they're doing five installs a week, that's a lot of money, man. And you know, who's losing nobody because you built it into your pricing. Like you built it in and now you've got this install crew. That's like the freaking dream team. That's like, I love working for this company. A manager's awesome. It just takes a little bit of time on the management end. And that's, that's all it, that's all that's, that's half the problem though. They're, you know, you talked about it. We talk about it. If you're not working on it and you're stuck working in it, you don't see those little things. You don't have that, you know, I guess so much of it is perspective. And I can but imagine you, it's you lose that perspective, um, not being able to see it. Um, if you're like a one man and then you have one technician working for you as well, and then you have one install. Oh, it's, I can imagine that's it's what I came up in. It's very, it's rough, it's very hard I mean, for them. And I, it sounds easy on here to talk about it like that. It does. And know? that's yeah. why I don't want anybody to think that I'm. Oh, we were going to kill each other. Yeah. But here, here's here we but, go. Here we go. Okay. Dang it. Now I'm going to have to go get another one. Yeah. Oh, Zach's going to have to wipe after that. <laughs> yeah. That one's going to freaking itch when it dries. Is this beer break number two? I guess this is beer break two. Coming up next is Zach talking about his toolkit. Yes, I know. I'm ready for this because now it's my time to start asking him questions. And also about the tools that he carries around. Well, that one just splashed all over the place. What is it? The same thing? Yeah. You know what beer has a really good opening? Like when you open it is the, is the Coors Light. And maybe it's all of the skinnier cans because they're compact. Yeah, the skinny cans. Yep. 
I mean, they're just like, pow! Like it's right in your face. Whippa! <laughs> Whippa! Mi gente, whippa! Jeez. Back to Modelo. Oh, yeah. Back to Louie. What did he say? Mip! God, he was so loud about it, too, man. Whippa! Whippa! Mohaba! No, that's not what he said. Dahaba! Hey, what's that Ninja Turtle saying? You stay all the time with, with Raphael looking at Casey Jones with that bat. What's that saying you say, Ryden? You gotta say it slow because I can't ever understand the beginning of it. What is that? Jose Canseco bat? Tell me yeah. you didn't pay money for this. Yeah. God, yeah. we just watched all of those movies. My daughter, I, we oh, were classic. We went through the attic and I busted out all of my old Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it was so nostalgic for me to see them all because I haven't seen them since I was a kid or a long time. And she loved them. And so we watched all of the 80s movies and we watched the newer ones. And then we started like we I got like we have a Nintendo Switch and they just came out with this retro nintendo or not nintendo but ninja turtle game and so we've been playing that together nice. man it's oh, just boy. making me feel like a kid again Dude, when that first the first one came out the graphics for them i thought was just insane yeah and the second one wasn't bad and the third one was awful the third yeah, one it's like right. they just picked the characters at chuck e cheese and just <laughs> like it was, oh yeah the animatronics were rough. terrible yeah but the first one was it was great well, because it had that like dark edge to it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. like some. Yeah, it had like, like that gritty edge to it. It wasn't. I hate to say it, it wasn't made to be a kids' movie. No, really. No, it was great. Most kids' movies aren't. True. Very true. I've enjoyed. Uh, I'll tell you, I've enjoyed the Minions. Those movies make me laugh. Those are good. Yeah, a lot of adult humor there. Yeah, it's funny how the, they do, uh, they throw that in there just for the parents. Oh yeah, the very last Toy Story was super dark. Holy cow! Oh yeah, it was really dark. Yeah, it made me mad. I didn't, All right, I didn't want Woody to leave. <laughs> There's a snake in my boot. <laughs> There's right, a so snake get... in my pants. Yeah, let's uh, All let's right. talk about so let's talk about uh. Dennis was going to start it, but I feel like I haven't speaking asked Speaking of questions. tools. I haven't asked, speaking of tools, <laughs> I'll, interject, I'll interject myself into this conversation. i get my four-inch tool out right here. Uh-huh. So, Zach, the in-home, in-home HVAC sales guy, what are we using in our tools? What, what's in the tool kit, Zach? Cool. So, it took me a while to like get this all figured out, and I know I sent you guys this ridiculous... Draw. I had so much fun. Drawing I loved it, dude. Too. Yeah, I loved it. That was great. So we're gonna post it all on Instagram. Yeah, no, and I use every bit of it, and uh, it's just taking me a little bit to get it all figured out. But the um, first thing that I do, you got to have your booties, obviously, because you're going in houses and you don't want to track mud in. You have your booties, and then I have this tool belt that I bought that clips onto your belt. Uh, this absolutely perfect for everything that I use and I use a the HVAC the Klein tool the HVAC it's like an 8 in 1 it's got the you know it's got your yep. quarter inch and the, that whole thing the magnetic and all that stuff uh, it's perfect I use it and there's a slot for it to go in and then 
I have um, on the other side, I have a Sharpie because I mark every disconnect that's not marked and every unit that's not marked on a roof. I draw it on that. And then, because it's amazing how many breaker boxes just say AC1 and AC2, but it doesn't say AC up, you know, for upstairs and downstairs. Right. So I make it very yep. clear. And then, um, good point. Um, because we ran into that where we almost took out the wrong AC unit. Because it oh, I had, clear. I had one. I had one of my guys do that the other day. Yeah, I think it happens a lot more. People they got think. and they got seriously lucky because it was two two and a half ton systems. Yeah, like I walk up and it's amazing because like there'll be two units in the attic and you can clearly tell that one is the upstairs because you can see all the runs for the return going to the return boxes right there in the attic. But still, I write upstairs and downstairs on the plenum box when I walk up there, just so that way there's absolutely no way they're going to mess that up. But then I also have um, a tape measure. And then the last thing that I have is a flashlight. And the flashlight I use is a Nebo. And it's real flat. It's a... Uh, That's what I was trying to figure out. It's that was really a cool. Or a camera. It's a flashlight. And it's really cool because the backside, it kind of, you can pinch it to kind of like a, you know, like a chip clip. So you can clip it on stuff. So I can... It's got magnets all over, so I will clip it on the front of my shirt if I need to use it to look at what I'm doing and I can't use my hands. Or I can, there's a magnet on the bottom of it, a magnet on the back of it, so you can use it all. And then there's, it's amazing. It's chargeable, and I charge it in my car. I have two. I have one in my tool belt at all times, and then I have one on standby in my bag. And then whenever I take the one off my tool belt, I charge it, take the one out of the bag, put it back in my tool belt, and I just do this rotation because it sucks when it you're in the middle of a crawl space and that thing goes out. And you have your phone, yeah. <laughs> but your phone flashlight is not that. It's it's not it's not it's enough. Not it's that. not enough to like do what that's it doesn't doing. project. It's just right there. Yeah. That. So that's my tool belt, and um, then, um, you know, like if I have to go in a crawl space, I come back to the car, and I'll go into the crawl space last. I'll go in the attic at the very end. I always do the indoor unit last, and um, it's because it's either you're getting dirty or getting hot. And if I'm going to cross I'll come back. I'll either use the booties I got on or I'll use some new booties. It depends on what you're wearing because some sales now, guys. You a, uh, are you a white suit guy for cross spaces? No. No, I don't do that at all. I have I have overalls, but I've only had to use them a couple times when the cross space was like I mean, you got to have wet. them on you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You never know when you need it. And you will cut weight in those white suits, though. So. Oh, Jeez. yeah. But no, like I'll just, you know. You know, I don't have boots or anything like that. Um, so I've got like, you know, some shoes that are, they're not like fancy shoes, but they're not like boots. So I'll end up using booties in the crawl space. I have a pair of booties that I'll, I'll just get dirty and I'll use them in the crawl space. And then I'll have knee pads on and then I have like gloves that have the fingers cut out. So I can, you know, cause I'm walking on my knuckles in the crawl space. And right. a lot of it's overkill, but when you're doing it all the time, I don't really care oh, yeah. if someone calls it's, me. It's not overkill. Puss, I don't yeah, care it's, because it's, it's me and I don't really care. And then the last thing that is a <laughs> lifesaver, a lifesaver is get you a long stick. And I call it the spider stick. And my manager made fun of me, but then he went across space and got spider webs all over his forehead. I can't stand it. So I'll literally <laughs> walk into a crawl space. The first thing I'll do is I'll clear all the webs out right there at the entrance. 
and then I will do this circular motion to just like freaking. Yeah, it's not about the spider. No, it's, it's about the, the web. It's annoying yeah. when the webs stick to your face and you're like, God damn it. And right. then you have to pull it off your face <laughs> and you go like another foot and then you hit another one. There's never a spider, but it's always the webs. And then right. you just literally make cotton candy on this thing. And you're just right. spinning it and spinning it. And then like if it's a shady crawl space, I'll smack the ground. I'll smack all it just to get like if there's a snake in there or a possum <laughs> or he's, whatever. He's been, he's been listening to, to all their critter stories. Or a raccoon. <laughs> or a raccoon. A, <laughs> a raccoon. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, a raccoon, you know, something. Or those damn crickets, man. Oh, my God. I hate oh, them crickets. Oh, yeah. You smack Ooh, that area the where they're cricket. at, and they'll they'll run from you. They'll run from you. And so they don't like it. So I'll sit there, and I'll beat that. And I'm sure the homeowner's in the house like, what the fuck's that boy doing down there? You know, they don't understand what's happening. <laughs> I'm just down there. Just, <laughs> but like I do that. And then I'll literally, if I'm walking the whole cross space to look at duck work, I will literally take every spider web just to be nice out of the corners of crevices. It doesn't take that much time. And I'll literally clear it out. So when our duck, if we're replacing duck work, our instructor doesn't have to deal with it because it's completely cleared out for them. And that's something that I know they don't know I do, but I know they appreciate it, even though they don't know that I do it. And you do it because you... <laughs> I do it because you, but, I've but been you do there and I hate it. been an install guy and you get it. Right. Yeah. But And that's... you know and Maybe they'll listen to this and they'll hear that and they'll be like, holy shit, that's why there's no spider webs. That's why I like working in the air today. There's never a spider web. It's because Zach clears them out. <laughs> and then I come out and I find the first bush and I just freaking just clear it out in that bush right in there. And as soon as this I post, used to take um, my drill and you get one going around the drill and you can just wind them all up on the end just of the take a weed eater truck. in the crawl space electric weed eater and just, <laughs> just just let that thing roar man no so then yeah there's that with the knee pads and the whatever and then uh if i need it i used to carry a six foot ladder uh i carried that for a long time man um and then I saw this thing on Amazon and it was a telescopic ladder. And I talked to my manager about it. I was like, man, can I get one of these? And he goes, the only thing I worry about is a crossbait or a, a scuttle hole. Like, how are you going to get up to a scuttle hole to pick it up, push it over? And I said, I think I can make it work. And so ever since I've had it, I'm able to push the scuttle hole up just enough to where I can literally rest it on the wood and not the trim, but on the wood walk up the ladder i can pick the scuttle i've never had an issue with it and it saves so okay. much space because the thing when you hmm. collapse that thing down it's only like three feet tall and it's like an extension right. ladder that's yeah, three feet tall in back seat that's and all. it sits in my back seat and it goes up to 13 feet which you don't need anything more than that for residential and if we need like a ladder you know then i'll have to figure that out but like i mean we just do residential you know so it's not a big deal and then um you know, you got your cooler. You got to have your cooler. I got a trash can because I'm a damn OCD neat freak. I can't stand trash in my car. And the picture you, you guys sent me when out I... that Zach is OCD by now listening to this episode, then yep. you're not I've done attention. it for 12 years, and I have I have been sloppy, and I I have I have learned, and I'm just OCD. Oh, I was the same way as a service tech, man. I was like cleaning trial and error, man. after every call. Trial and, and error. Yeah, the gas stations hate that when I freaking unload booties in there and trash and damn great wipes everywhere and you know the thing is and like as far as towels go like we used to keep like the rags and stuff but like for sweat for sweating and stuff like i just literally went and bought like a bunch of just little hand towels from like target or, or amazon and i just roll them up 
and I keep them in my car and I don't know. And then the biggest thing that I think that would benefit anybody is if they're in sales, I mean, it's hard if you're in service too, is carry window units. And the ones that I got this year, I went and bought six of them and I bought the smaller ones because I can fit six in the trunk of my, I have a Ford Explorer and I can fit six of them in there. And that's a lot better than fitting four big ones, you know, right. because like right now I've got, I've got one in there right now. I've already you got the other like five you out. Catch, you pick up a few calls doing that. Yeah. I've had a couple, I've had a, a sale that happened about two weeks ago. And the only reason that we got it, and I know we were more expensive. I mean, obviously it's about if they like you and trust you, but like, I know for a fact, the reason we got it is because I was able to leave two of those with them right then and there. And she's, and that was what encouraged her to just, they canceled the next call said, I don't even care about it. Whatever. You're more expensive than this one, whatever. We need this right now. And the lady was just miserable. And so I just put one in her bedroom and then I put one in her living room and it didn't help in the living room, but like it was better than nothing. Yeah. Right. And it's just complimentary and we keep up with them. I mean, I don't know. And they're easier no, to use like than the stand up. They're very small and yeah, they're ugly. And HOAs, there's people that are like, yeah, the HOA won't allow it. And I said, you put that in your unit and HOA comes over here and talks to you. They're going to be empathetic. You're going to be all right. I mean, well, I and it's not like they're putting it in permanently. It's literally, I need an AC because it's 98 degrees outside and a, and a million percent humidity. Come on. Yeah, people are empathetic. They, they, if they question it, you can explain it. And I feel like by the time you get through the argument, the install's done. You're not going to worry about it anyway. You take it out. No, I, I think uh, I've been seeing a lot more companies do that. I think everybody um, should do it if they have a dedicated sales guy. They they should at least have. They should at least have them because all it's going to do is up your chances of getting a getting that that call because you're, like you're bringing window, something go ahead what i was gonna say i feel like the window unit apologize for interrupting i feel like the window unit is much more cost effective to you the sales guy and the contractor than you know the portables as well portables got so expensive but you can still pick up window units for you know you can get three window units for the price of these portables you can and you can fit them in your car you like can. You yeah. And the other thing is the portables, if the wrong people get a hold of them, like whether you have like different people in different departments bringing it back, they lose the hose that needs to go into the window yep. and they lose part of the, right. the flap or what. It's a window. It's just, it's, it's all the way there. It's not there. You know, it's very, cause we did do that. We last year and I, I went out as one house and I, <laughs> I had like mix matched, uh, hoses with the unit and it wouldn't fit. And I'm like, <laughs> what the hell am i gonna do and i had like and that's another thing i have i didn't show you in the videos i've got a whole thing of packing packaging tape and it's two it's four situations like that where i have to freaking macgyver and just wrap packing packing tape all over but those things are good to have when you have those customers that have the vertical windows like the windows that open horizontally sorry not they open horizontally not vertical because then you can go up there but still it looks like crap you just have to like it's I don't know. I had one lady last year that d- just argued with me about a window unit because she was worried about her neighbor seeing it hanging out of her window because they were, uh, her husband was a, um, what is that doctor that works on your, your hands and your, your bones and your knees and, um, God, a doctor, uh, whatever. Yeah. No, they lived in this <laughs> super nice house and she's like, put it back here in his back window because there's nobody that'll see it. And I'm like, okay. 
Because they're going to judge you for putting one in when your AC She thought they were, yeah. kills me. They sound so weird running outside, too. They do. It actually fooled me. This one lady that... um, (laughs) We had one running, and it was also raining like like Jurassic Park this night. And I was there late, and it was probably 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock at night, and uh, we had a window unit hanging out of her upstairs bedroom. I forgot that it was up there. And I was like, yeah, the outdoor unit's running. And uh, she's like, is it? Yay, we're good. And I walk over to it. I'm like, why is this thing not running? Like, what the hell's going on? And then I look up, and that damn window unit's up there. I'm like, fuck. Like, now I got to go explain that it's not running. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Anyway. (laughs) All right. So, we were going to get into... I feel like we got to save this. I don't want to get into all the new stuff. No. I I was going to... I want, I want to get change. into some of these homeowner stories. Yeah. Or what do you want to get into? Well, I did want to run through a few things um, just for not everybody is, you know, in a position where they have a professional sales guy like Zach in their team. A lot of guys are still trying to get how to be the sales guy themselves or they're throwing a guy into sales, but he still needs a lot of, you know, help to get over the humps. He's not as organized as Zach or some of this other stuff. So, I kind of wanted to just go through some stuff I see with, I get a lot of phone calls from guys in Zach's position that aren't as knowledgeable as he is about his product or different things. Cause in some cases they're still learning. Um, right. Some of it is they've, they've just not ran into it as much because maybe they've only been doing sales for a year, but they didn't come from an HVAC background. So there's a lot of other stuff they're trying to pick up. Um, and, and, you know, kind of, <laughs> As Dennis is typing notes, I don't know. Zach, that. Zach, type that one. Thanks for the distraction, Zach. Um, I just now saw it. But one of the, one of the things I get all the time. So Zach's talking about taking pictures. So one of the pictures I get from guys all the time is they send me a picture and they're like, "Hey, can you match this?" And it is a picture, but it is zoomed into just the furnace and just the coil. I have zero perspective of where it even is or what it's doing. Um, you know, there's no, there's no tape measure involved. There's nothing. So a lot of times I'll ask guys like, can you send me, you know, a picture of what your crawl space or what your attic looks like when you walk in? So one that lets me kind of see what space they're looking at. If they're talking about making something or retrofitting something, because we always get these questions about, well, why can't this be in a 14 inch cabinet? Why can't this be in a 17 inch cabinet? Well, unfortunately guys, we can't fit stuff in those old cabinet sizes anymore because the efficiencies are so much different. You're not putting a 14 sear piece of gear into a 14 inch eight sear, you know, air handler. It's just not happening. Those things don't exist anymore. So you're constantly going to be setting this up or setting up an install crew, which Zach is doing a very good job of taking care of. You know, they've got to come in. They're going to have some kind of retrofit and almost every job. Now it's just going to yeah. happen. Um, well, you know, it's amazing <clears throat> if you have an iPhone, which I feel like that's half the people out there, and I'm pretty sure Android does it too, but like on the iPhone, when you are looking at a photo, like when you're taking a photo, there's a little 1.0x button right there on the screen, and if you zoom in, it'll say 2, 3, 4, that's telling you 1.0 is where you're at. If you click that button, you can technically zoom out to 0.5 and it'll give you a fish eyed lens of stuff like you should be able to see 
the supply if it's horizontal in the crossway you should be able to see the supply plenum where it starts the furnace the coil the return plenum yeah. yeah i did that in the wrong order but you know what i mean like you should be able to see all of that in one photo and yep. you should be able to have your flashlight angled so that you can take that photo because that'll show you the gas valve that'll show you the height of the crawl space like there's you know like it's it's amazing like because i heard you talking about that and you had that one guy that just sent you the evaporator coil and then they you're like let me just see the furnace and you're like they just sent you the furnace tag and you're like no like <laughs> i don't know I, I think my thing is experience helps with that because it does so so like i constantly am like okay I can help you, but I need to know more info. So next time you go in the crawl space, I say, can you send me this picture or can you take this measurement? You know, you know, and I'll get guys to take a tape measure and put it on a cabinet and send it to me sometimes because, you know, they'll send me a picture and say, what cabinet is this? I don't know. You're the one that took the picture of it, man. Well, I'm, I like I'm over here. <laughs> I think a huge when thing I is get guys measure curbs like for a curb adapter. Yeah. I'll have them. Pull the tape and take the picture. I know it's kind of, you know, holding the tape and taking a picture, but um, it lets me read the tape. It lets me see, you know, a little size and how everything kind of is going to go on there. Um, yeah, I like the pictures with the tape pulled on there. and It, it definitely helps a little bit. I mean, you know, I think one of the things that would really help and Rod, you mentioned it earlier talking about like product knowledge, know what you're selling. But then also the first thing that really helped me, and it took me a long time to learn this and I don't, I, it's cause nobody told me, but like learning cabinet sizes, like I know some of them vary, but you got A, B, C and D, you know, and it's 14 and a half, 17, 21 and a half, 21, and 24, yep. 24, you know, and then there's sometimes you'll get these weird ones that might be like 18 and three quarters or something stupid, but like, for the yep. most part, if you learn your cabinet sizes, it really saves a lot of head. It does. It does. Because as um, far as the depth, they almost well, all are the same from front to back. Yep. Well, and certain cabinet sizes come with certain ton blower drives. You're right. And that's Correct. the other thing, learning the model number to know that whether or not, especially if you have a furnace, you know, there's some furnaces that's like, okay, well, it's a 50,000 BTU furnace but it can only go up to a three ton blower. And then you're like, well, maybe I want a 75,000 BTU furnace because it's the same cabinet size as 17 inch. But however, it's a four ton blower, but you have a two and a half ton coil. And you're like, well, now that's where it's like, you got to pick the, if you can't get a transition to go from 14 to 17, the, I mean, the, you got to pick the best of both evils. Like you got to have to figure out well, maybe I'll just center that coil. And that's not the way to do it, but sometimes that's all you can do if you don't have enough room I mean, to do a transition. The, yeah, it's in the manuals. I mean, you can... Yep. They're, they're designed where you can hang them over an inch. Yeah, know, and that's fine. And like sometimes that. people... And I've been a victim of this. Let me start over. Not a victim. Nobody I've likes done the way it looks. Yeah, I mean, no, you want them to match up. You want them to look good. But the thing is, you got to know that model number inside and out to where you know what that model number means. And if you don't, you shouldn't be freaking selling it. Yeah, I mean, no, it's just, you right. should it go home. Should. It's not hard. And if it's that hard, then you need to pick a brand that is not that hard because there are <laughs> plenty of brands that are super easy to understand. Woodman. Especially <laughs> the ones that, you know, <laughs> I learned that y'all know what, I mean, it's the easiest, it's the easiest one on the market. 
So I think that's the thing. Yeah, there's some that are just I'm, like, what the hell does that mean? Like, it doesn't make any sense. But like, it'll tell you the blower size if it's single stage, two stage, what the cabinet size is. You know, whether yeah, it's upflow get, or downflow or whatever. You know, you can get every piece, of, just about every piece of information you need from from one model number without it being obnoxious. Now, some of their right, stuff, I'm looking at some of these is, photos you're getting, right? Some of the, dude. <laughs> they sent, well, they, so, you were asking so them, they, what, like, what's that, what's that liquid line? And they showed the tape measure, like, at an angle. The, at like, an angle, you're like, I can't tell what the hell that is. <laughs> and I literally was like, well, I guess it's a quarter inch, but I don't know. Um, oh, God, that's funny. Well, and like, that's another thing. Learn, well, you go so through like, the tape measure. At, there's some tape measures that'll break it down. Like, I wish I knew the tape measure that I have, but the tape measure I got, it literally, and I know it sounds stupid for these old school guys, but the newer guys, they don't come from this background of like Yeah, don't get me on the tape measure yeah, thing. No, I so don't like, see the actual fractions on there. I can't do it. Well, no, there, there'll be uh, literally, it'll show you, it'll say, you know, I don't even want to get into it, but it'll tell you like three eighths or if it's five eighths or whatever. Like you can literally look at it and it's there and you just out of the out of the you just know there's you know for residential most times it doesn't go by seven eighths sometimes you see an inch and an eighth sometimes you see more but like most times it's it, it's between a quarter five sixteenths or three eighths and you just learn those and you can learn them and just eventually you'll just figure it out like if you have to get copies of them somewhere freaking go take it and get go to the install and cut a little section off and just keep it with you like right now i've got I've got a line set that where we did a sample. This is completely different, but like I keep samples with me of stuff. Like we had one where we did a hey, circuit. Yeah, I saw the product sample box. Yeah, we brazed uh, some fittings together. Um, is all three three quarter purging with nitrogen. Then we brazed the same thing without nitrogen and i've got them side by side to show you the soot buildup inside of it versus the non-soot buildup and that's one of the things i take with me into a house and i only bust it out if i start getting these crazy technical questions because a homeowner really if you talk too much jargon it they they you lose them and yeah they check out yeah but like as far as like besides the product knowledge like looking at the line set like you can look at a line set and know if it's three eighths if it's like not three eighths and sometimes you're like is that five, six things? Like, what is that? You know? And then you see quarter and you're like, is that thermostat wire? Like, what is that? And you're like, Oh, that's, <laughs> right. that's the damn liquid line, you know? But yeah, no, I mean, sorry. I, I think I interrupted you there, but like, it just, no, I no, saw, no, I saw no, those pictures and it's like, you know, that's one of the things you just, you got to learn it. You got to take the time and learn it. Like, even if you're brand new, just freaking take. And if you don't, if you don't know it, Find somebody that's willing to talk to you about it because I swear to God, the one cool thing about this industry is someone that's more knowledgeable about this stuff. It seems like the more people that are knowledgeable are so much willing to like, they're so willing to want to teach somebody else. And they're like, they're there and they love it. And it's like, it's, it's a self-fulfilling thing when you can know that you're helping somebody because you know that you're spreading on what you've learned through someone else. And I think that I see that everywhere. Like, the yeah, older guys like that's that. been doing this, I love asking them questions. And they'll, and they're, I mean, they're, I've never had anybody that's like, I'm not telling you. Like, I've never, ever ran into that, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. I just think that asking, and then all these podcasts, you know, that you can listen to. And, but yeah, there's always somebody that's willing to like spread on what they know. You got a different one you've been listening to? You cheat on us with? <laughs> no. 
so I'll be lately, keeping making episodes longer and longer lately, so that you can I used cheat. to listen to um <laughs> I used to listen to To the Point podcast. It's HVAC and marketing. I was and say, all that, you've got but, some good sales ones. Yeah, and they're good for that. Like as far as managers and sales and marketing and all that stuff. But like I stopped listening to that. I literally just listened to you guys. I listen to so like a, a daily news thing just to tell me like who you know shot up what place today and <laughs> it seems like it sounds awful but god almighty it's like That's i got on it i got on tuesday's like whatever that place was i don't even know what it is now and it's like yeah shot this place in a parade in chicago and blah blah i'm like god almighty man i listen to that it just tells me like real quick what happened in the world and then i listen to music or i listen to you guys i used to listen to this one not hbsc related it was called superstition and it was really entertaining but anyway that's besides the point all right. Well, um, supernatural. Yeah, you're supernatural. That's what it was. Supernatural. I'm never <laughs> telling you about that. Yeah, with Ashley Flowers, she was good. Ashley Flowers. So I'm looking at these notes that you typed about some calls you've had, and you've got guy drinking natty light at 9:30 a.m. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yelling at his <clears throat> wife. I rolled up to this house <laughs> and it was, it was kind of in the ghetto. It wasn't the ghetto. And, uh, his wife is there and she's talking to me about like, yeah, we're just wanting to get our AC replaced. Yada, yada, yada. It's in the crawl space. And I was like, okay. And I walk around they got their pit bull chained to a tree that was wanting to kill me, man. It wanted to kill me. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And I go open the crawl space, and you could tell nobody had been in there in a long that flashlight time. Flashlight taser. Yeah, nobody been there in a long time. So I, I I go get my gear and I put it on, and I'm sitting there taking my time cleaning the spider webs to get to I was the unit. Say, he's whipping, roping around the spider stick. I am, and I literally <laughs> will clear a path so that way if I have to make a beeline for whatever reason back to the crawl space door, I don't have to worry about spider webs. But at that point, I, I guess it doesn't matter. But anyway, I'm just OCD, so I'm sitting there doing my thing and about that time uh, I get to the unit and the unit is a heating only unit and all the ductwork is heating only it's all center of the house it's not on the outside walls and I'm like oh my god like, non-insulated I immediately look at it and I'm like I'm judgmental I'm like this is a this is a waste of time I'm not getting it they're not gonna <laughs> go with it it's stupid <laughs> and about that time the husband shows up and he pops his head in the cross but he's like hey I was like, hey, and he goes, what are you doing in there? And I'm like, well, I'm just looking at your system. He's like, how's it look? And I was like, not good. And he's like, <laughs> all right. Good. I'm like, why don't you come on in here, man? He goes, fuck no, I ain't getting in there. He goes, I get bit by something. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to be in here for a little while. All right. And he just sits there. He sits there. He doesn't move. He's just sitting there. And I'm like walking around. I'm like crawling around looking at the ductwork. And I'm looking at this furnace that's... I don't know how old it is. I don't even know if it's running. And uh, finally, he's like, you almost done? I'm like, no, no, I'm still looking. And he goes, all right, then. And he got up and left. And all of a sudden, they have no insulation between their floors. Out of air. Yeah. There's no insulation uh, and you know, on their floors. So I can hear literally everything they're saying. And he goes up there. And his, it's like, it sounds like peanuts for a minute, you know, like, <laughs> and she's like, he, all of a sudden, and I'm not kidding, you hear him say, you shut up, woman. 
And he's like, she's like, you don't tell me to shut up. He goes, I'll tell you where the fuck I want to, woman. I'm like, holy shit, like what is happening right now? And then all of a sudden, he gets quiet. And then I hear him, he goes, you still in there? And I'm like, yeah, I'm still in here. And I'm like, you coming in? He goes, fuck, I ain't getting in there. And then I get out and he's got a damn tall boy and natty light. And it's like 930 in the morning. And his wife comes oh, up boy. about something. She's I told you he was in. He goes, woman, get back in the house. And then she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, God almighty, man. Don't and, you sass me, Jeffro. <laughs> yeah. And I, he's like, how, what's that? He was like asking me like what the verdict was and all this. I'm like, well, you know, I told him, I was like, you don't have AC. He's like, yeah, I know. And I'm like, yeah, I know you know. That's but you why don't you're have drinking this night. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you have a heating only system. We're going to need to. Uh, replace your ductwork. There's no insulation on the vents, and uh, it's it's. I'm going to need to do like a whole load, you know, all this stuff. And at this point, I knew like there's no point to move forward. Like I wasn't about to like spend all my time doing all that unless he said yes. So I ended up building a little bit extra into this job just to come back because I knew they weren't going to accept it anyway. And so, yeah. So that was that one. But that was entertaining. I was at 9:30 in the morning. Dude was yeah. He was pissed. Man, I, I only came, I used to come across one or two here and there in, in Atlanta that were heating only. It was the first one. It's kind of rare. I've been with this company since November of 2020. I mean, it's you'll see it up I've in the mountains. Like, oh, yeah. You see it a lot up in the mountains. Or you'll see a lot of cooling only with people that use still use wood stoves. You'll see bows. Mm. Oh, okay. Wow. I had another one, though. 30. I had another one that... um. I went in this crawl space. It's not a critter. Well, I guess you could say it's a critter story. And I'm down there, and it's the first time this has happened. And I've t- the more people I've told this story to, the more I've realized this happened to them. But it's the first time in 12 years this has happened to me. And I'm looking at this unit, and I'm like, you know, I got my knee pads on. I'm kneeling down, doing whatever. And I'm taking the door off the um, air handler. And all of a sudden, like, I put my hand down and I feel all this tingling stuff. And I'm like, what <laughs> is this? And I look down and I was in a freaking anthill infestation of black ants, like them little oh, bitty ants. God. Dude, they were all over my leg. They crawled up my <laughs> leg and they were in between my knee and my knee pad. And I'm like, and I didn't realize it because I had pants on until I put my hand down. I look up and there's this. I mean, it almost looks like you, like when you're when you're see when you're dizzy and you're looking down and like you see splotches and it looks like something's moving but nothing's moving, and I'm looking but the thing is nothing bit me like nothing bit me but yeah, I don't. flipped out man I flipped out I was I almost hit my head on the on the <laughs> joist to get dude I jetted out of there I was like rolling on the ground and slinging my hands I was throwing my knee pads and oh I, I flipped out man and then I'm just I went back in there like after like. You know, I gave it like 20 minutes and they calmed down and I just avoided that area. That area was right where I needed to be. <laughs> I didn't get that yeah, job. Usually. And I'm probably glad like, I didn't because I would have I would have heard about stick it. It's not working for this. I've never had that happen, but I've had so many people tell me that's happened to them. Dude, the fleas I had at that one call. Oh, God. Oh, I could not get my mind right to do the call. I just couldn't get it right. They were everywhere. Oh, that's awful. They were, and then I got in the van and they were just jumping around on the paperwork while I'm trying to write. And I'm like, oh boy. Like, this is what van. I needed to take home with me. <laughs> I mean, they were everywhere. Man, have you ever had fleas? Where was this at? In the crawl space? Oh, yeah. I mean, the whole house was the whole just. House. In, in we the went, 
we had our when I got married, we had our buddy stay at our house for the we we left to go on our honeymoon. And he stayed at our house that the rest of that weekend, then went home. Well, his dog was infested with fleas, and we didn't know it. He didn't know oh, it. Oh no! We came home like a week and a half later, and they were in the house. And you would walk across the carpet, and they would jump and hit you like in the leg and the knee. And it took us a good two, two, three months to get rid of them, man. Like we finally what had What sucks to, about them is you see them and then they're gone. Yeah. It's like, oh, where'd he go? Yeah. And, like, and then, uh, yeah, it was terrible. And the dogs were, it was miserable, man. We had to turn all the furniture upside down and pull all the cushions and freaking bomb the house like multiple can't times. Can't they jump like 20 feet, something nuts? I don't know, but it was, like, it was. Probably. We almost called like that. the company to put the big circus tent over the house because I was about to just explode the house, man. It was <laughs> awful. And then we finally got rid of them and it Set was the like, bomb holy off. cow. Yeah. Yeah, that house that had the fleas was was a hoarder house. That was that um took the thermostat off the wall and the roaches just took off running oh, on the wall. Oh, I remember that. That's like some of these people oh. talk about bed bugs. You know, I haven't experienced that. Well, not HVAC, but like your YouTube, right. like guys that go in to look for bed bugs. It's pretty gross. You know, like uh, yeah. exterminators. It's pretty. It's pretty right. disturbing. I couldn't do All it. All right, couldn't do it. Well, what else you gotten into? I was gonna say uh, I did see a a package unit. And it wasn't one that I worked on, but it, I was driving by, and it was enough for me to slam on the brakes and reverse my car oh, to take a picture of it. You sent me that. Okay, I was trying to. I was like, "Is that that's why one he sent this earlier?" You, you might want to post that to your social media. Uh, it was a package unit, and ducked into the attic. It's ducted into the attic, but they didn't install the package unit on the ground. <laughs> they decided to what looks like they went and chopped off a piece of the pier at Myrtle Beach. And stuck it up to the side of their house, and then they had a boom truck drop it onto this platform. <laughs> if anybody I mean, wants to know where that is, it's off of Nations Ford Road in Charlotte, <laughs> right behind the Burger King. It is, it's right there. You go look at it. It is worthy enough to go look at. I told everybody, and I don't know if any of our techs have gone to see it, but I've drove by there a couple times just to make sure it's still standing. <laughs> oh, yeah, it ain't going anywhere. So, you know. <laughs> I was gonna ask, cause like, is it in a floodplain? Obviously, no. No, it's they couldn't get the ductwork in the crawl. <laughs> yep. And the attic is probably too small to put a unit in. Well, that or did they have an existing unit before and they couldn't fit the new unit in there, so they just cut a hole through the end of the house and put a. Because I mean, that unit don't look that old, and that metal's still kind of shiny, even though it's. Exposed. It looks like somebody that knows a guy that knows a guy that has a friend that knows a guy. It's not they <laughs> that were gonna looks do that like job. A, that was yeah. a brother-in-law unit right there. <laughs> brother-in-law, I like that. A brother-in-law <laughs> unit. <laughs> yep, my brother-in-law's in the heat and air. He can fix it. Um, I like the the uh, picture the guy posted on Instagram the other day of a package unit where the condensing section went out, so they just set a condenser on top of it and yes. piped it up into that. Yep. <laughs> did y'all get the fan? Post that? Got the coal? I just saw it on there. Oh, that's pretty crazy. I mean, it was running too. Like liquid line, suction line comes well, know, then, poking out of the packaging up to the <laughs> condenser on top of it. 
Well, we had another one where they had gutted a rooftop and put the condenser into the rooftop and piped it in. I had a picture of one Man, of those That's a two. lot of work. No shit. To do that. I saw a unit recently. Lead time on that curb was too bad, apparently. <laughs> yeah. I saw a unit recently that looked like it was only being held up by the line set because the ground had eroded underneath it. I just sent it to y'all. <laughs> and it was running. It was quiet. It was like the stealth model. Like That's what I told the guys. Like, that must have been the stealth model because it was, <laughs> it was so quiet. It was running, though. But, yeah, it just blew my mind. Yeah, it's being held the the whip and the. You see it. You can see the whip is the whip is about to snap. It yeah, it's about done. It's like I can't, I can't, I can't hold on anymore. I can't hold on anymore. I love what you were talking uh, about the the. Uh, what is that? The Tommy, not Tommy Boy, Chris Farley, where he's eating the eagle leg. Dude. Oh, I enjoyed <laughs> that so much. I, I haven't seen that movie in so long. <laughs> I think it's cool how resilient units are though sometimes when you come up on them right they're quiet they look like they've rolled down a hill there's no fins left and they're just like yeah i just want to get a quote and you're just like (laughs) is this thing running and it's got like a 20 degree temp drop you know it's just cruising along no insulation on any of the suction line um just completely rusted out but that's you know, you see some of these hacks where they, you know, put these condensers inside of a pack and some of that stuff will work. It'll work just fine. I mean, it's not, you know, it's all I get it all the time. That whole, um, I'll have to tell them, they're like, yeah, well, I size your return duct work, you know, and it, and they're like, well, that's worked fine for 17 years. Oh, I'm like, well, Didn't let you, me, you and I had that conversation the other day. I thought, or, yeah, we might have. And I tell them every time, like, well, you know, you think about this, like, honestly, it did work. I was like, but like, if you buy a car and you slightly put your foot on the brake for 17 years, it did get you to point A to point B just fine. You just didn't know any. I was like, but then when you buy a car where your foot's not on the brake, you're kind of like, oh my God, you know? And sometimes yep. it clicks. It's a fa- it's depending on it, it, how to get through to them, you know? But, like, that's the biggest one I get is we're like, it's been fine for 17 years. I'm like, no, it's been running for 17 years. It has not been fine for 17 years. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to explain the homeowner the new motor situation. Yeah, and it makes sense. Like, I'll tell them, I'll say, you're going to hear it. And if they say, I don't don't want to do it, I'll say, okay, well, then I just want to make sure I put it in my notes here. I strongly recommend it, but you've declined it. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I have no problem doing that. But that way I have it documented. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay. And most times they'd change it, but... Every once in a while, you'll get the guy that doesn't want to change it. You make me, or you make me think of my dad, just Cajun Joe, be like, "Oh, they didn't want to change the ductwork." He would literally go and write out a clause, and he would make them initial <laughs> and sign it, and then fax oh, yeah. it to him. <laughs> yes, he probably would. Fax, fax it, just fax drag it, copy when I get drag it across the desktop. Oh, it's official. Uh, just you, drag it. Can you initial here, sir? Thank you. God, that if I could have had that on video that day, his dad I was so bad. Ryan, Ryan was immediately twelve years old. Dad, we don't have a fax machine in here. <laughs> I was like, "Is that Ryan in there?" Twelve-year-old Ryan showed up. <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Ryan, I told you I faxed it to Charlotte. There's a fax machine in Charlotte." No, Dad, there's not a fax machine in Charlotte. <laughs> well, I emailed it to you. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. 
He said, take a screenshot. I can't. The scale will be off. <laughs> Zach, did I send you those pictures? Uh, you did, but I didn't, I, know about this, tears, I didn't know about man. the scale thing. Yeah, he said, I can't just screenshot it. The scale will be off. You won't be able to size the duck work. He's <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Ryan's like, what? <laughs> oh, there was a contractor in there listening to me in there. I was literally in tears. That's great. Because he had him on speaker, and then his dad started F-bombing, and he had to try to <laughs> scramble over there to get it off speaker. <laughs> Holy moly. The old, old sailor was coming out. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jesus. You said Cajun Joe he, used to be in the Navy, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He'll say, son. <laughs> Riding no be sitting there. That's serious. Yes, I faxed it to you, son. <laughs> That's yes, like Dad. that to him. That's like I don't care what you say. I want you to figure out where the fuck it is. Right? Much. Yeah. I'm hanging up now, and that's you're your just problem. gonna find it. <laughs> he called me last week. Was asking me about a line set. If it, I think it was quarter inch. See if he could get away with it. I told him no, and about an hour later, he called me, and before I could pick it up, he hung up. I'm like, so I called him back. He's like, why'd you call me back? I'm like, well, cause you called me. He's like, well, I butt dialed you. I said, well, I didn't know that. <laughs> I was like, what else is going on? He's like, nothing. I'm working. <laughs> I'm like, you ain't working. <laughs> he did not want to talk to me, but I kept forcing him. Yeah. I said, is, is your little partner there, Chris? And Chris was like, I'm over here, buddy. I'm right here. <laughs> I'm like, do y'all just ride around together? Do service calls together? What are y'all doing? God. Joe's like, I'm hanging up now. I got something I got to do. <laughs> I think he was at lunch. <laughs> oh, you got to get Chris on here. Joe. You got to figure out a way to, to get him. Y'all have talked about that for a while. Oh, my Lord. I know. And you bring it up every time, Zach. <laughs> oh, I do, <laughs> don't I? Chris I here. do. You do? I forgot about Did that. Zach, did I send you the screenshot of the freaking message I got from Cajun Joe and Chris the other day? No, the last thing you sent me from them was that material list where he kind of oh, had God. line item 19 was really 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, all on one line. <laughs> I don't even know if we can get into this one on the show. <laughs> Dennis knows what I'm talking about. If he doesn't, he'll remember uh, it real quick. I just got to find the damn thing again. So I've been getting a lot of uh, kind of off topic, but I feel like the contractor's changing a little bit Um, since we're talking about Cajun Joe. I had a I had a counter guy a a counter guy from one of our other branches send me a picture of some notebook paper and it had garage 40 by 20 two windows one door uh master bedroom this size this many windows and then it said um something else this size and he said uh can you size some mini splits for this for me thanks (laughs) and i was like no not no that's not how that works i said who's the contractor and he's like well it's this guy and i said well he needs to size what we're a distributor we sell him the unit (laughs) he tells us what size and we sell it to him he goes 
well, what size do we need to put in that? Like, he just wasn't picking it up on it. And I'm like, we are not picking the size for him. No. I mean, I don't know when that started coming Yeah, that is your liability. That, yeah, no, we're not touching that. And he goes, well, just, is just sell him, Just sell him a damn 10-ton. Uh, <laughs> bunch of nines. A 10-ton. <laughs> yeah. Here's... Here's five nines. Jeez, Just man. let it rip. Yeah, five nines. No, you know what I mean though. Like what what is I'm trying to think of what's going on with that contractor. Like I never once wanted the guy at the counter to size my equipment. No. I mean, let's think about think, that for a second. I mean, have you you don't have to get into it if you don't want to, Ryan, but like <laughs> do you have people have you had people do that before? Where they wanted oh, you dude. to size it? Dude, I get calls. Multiple we have a lot a of salesmen that do yeah, that. I have guys multiple times a week ask me to run their load count for them. I'm like, uh, but how do you how do you know like nope. the uh, that's my thing like how do you know the window placement where the sun rises sets what kind of floors they have what kind of insulation you like, don't that's, and the thing you is don't. no you're guessing everything literally, literally I'll run down a list and say and I'll say all right well I can throw it in here I said but I'm gonna ask you every question and you're gonna give me an answer and then I'm gonna put your name on it. And you can have fun with it. That would said, be because a good class. For I said that's the only thing I can do to put on. Oh, a class on, on lo- not no, getting on, your salesman to do it, or no, 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 no. no <laughs> because you guys provide, you know, something that a lot of con- a lot of other dealers won't provide. You know, the, the yep. way that y'all can do that, right. and and there's a huge benefit of that. It used to be you would it would be linked to zillow and it would give you all that stuff but they stopped doing that and it like that's when i had to learn how to do it like for real and it's not that hard but it just takes like it just one good class i think would help alleviate a lot of that oh yeah you know what i mean but well so i I found in this you know the, the mini split brand we sell in their book they're like this this square foot to this square foot put this size in i mean it is an inverter at, at the end yeah. of the day but um, I sent him a picture of that. I was like, here, he can, I mean, if he don't know how to run a load, then he can just kind of do it by this. Let me you tell know? you this. I forgot to tell you the most important tool that I use in my arsenal. And it, with, without a shadow of a doubt, the most important tool that I use is my iPad. And it's not, a, it's not my phone. I can do all this on my phone, but my iPad has a lot i mean you could probably use a tablet and it'll be fine but like that tablet ipad is <laughs> my best friend because <laughs> i mean you could the reason i say that is because like you have room to use a pencil you room to do the load calc you can't do that load calc on your phone without getting that. you know you can do that on an ipad i mean and you can you can narrow that thing down and but yeah no that's you can get close enough to cover your ass. That's what we're trying to do. And there are a That's lot of, the, I, I don't know. I won't, I wouldn't say 50. I'd probably say more companies than less that are not paperless based on oh, like dude. starter companies, you know, but like when you can learn paperless, people still aren't paperless, you know, and the whole thing is it, it's, it makes your life a lot easier. But then again, you got, you got to have the mentality for it. Like you got to be, that's why culture that's that's it that's yep. all it is but no that's that's it i just you reminded me when we we're talking about these low calcs you can't do that on your phone but that's what i mean like i think the contractor is changing a little bit i've noticed on the distributor side i'm hoping all these youngins 
when I say youngins, I just the people coming out of high school, like they, they want to do it because like all this stuff is starting to gear towards them. Like with some of these toggle switches and all that stuff going to Bluetooth and you know, like yep. it's just, it's getting, it's getting more acceptable. And cause when I was in high school and I think it's still, and Corey could tell you, it, it was almost like shunned, shunned upon to go into a trade. Like they try everything they can to not get you to go that route. It's it like, still why? is. Is it really? Uh, yeah. Corey said the word trade don't even come up at his school, but that could be that could be where you're at too. You, you know where we're at down here. I mean, it's a four year college all the way, but which is fine if you got a plan there. I mean, well, and um, I had you know I had one school up here that I went and spoke with like one of the science teachers for or to like to her kids with a contractor, you know, like all three classes one day. And because they were going to build, I don't know if they actually ever did it. Cause all this was happening, right. This happened in November of 19, I think. So it was just before, you know, lockdown the next spring. So I don't know if they ever ended up building it or not, but they were going to build a whole, you know, new trades department, to start training kids in electrical HVAC and plumbing, as well as some general contract and just basic framing and stuff. But there, well, I, I so didn't there's know any a, other school doing that around here. So there's a, a semi truck that goes around the country and it came to Fort mill high school and it had all like, um, virtual reality stuff inside where you could put on a welding helmet and, it was like you were literally welding they had some plumbing stuff. They had, um, machine operators where you could grab the joysticks and do this and that. Um, and they just come through the high school for like a week and had kids just go out there and, but, which that's, I mean, I don't, I don't know who put that on, but you know, I, I mean, you, Keith Flores, you know, he's got a good thing going with his, building some flash and building some new age culture stuff into this. And you start talking to guys like that and they don't have trouble finding employees, man, you know, but it's all how you build it up. <clears throat> it sounds like well, it's, it's coming here with Zach. Same I mean, thing. Most of the people that work for the department I'm in, they're younger. Like they're anywhere between 21 I'd say the majority of them between 21 and 26. And there's, so, there's you know, we have a few that are, we have one, another guy that's like 35, another guy that's like 42, you know, and then the manager and all that stuff. And it's like we're training them. And we, we go through training every Tuesday, even when we're, you know, in the middle of summer, like we were this week. First day back after no, a long weekend. No, you have weekend, to schedule. Yeah, well, they come in and we all have morning meetings every Tuesday morning. And it lasts from 7.30 until 10, 10.30. And that's call, that's time we can be making calls, you know, making money. But, like, training is more important to the manager. So we still do that, and we just push the calls back. And, of course, our guys well, work. just don't schedule them for that time. That's my, all you my do. My old boss, he just couldn't get it. He just yeah. couldn't grasp Most it. Most of them don't. And I get why they don't, because they're looking at the dollar. And it makes sense. But, like... The other thing is our guys work, you know, four 10-hour days. And so they 
you know, they'll have like a day in the week. And that's another thing. We don't have our guys never. And I even brought this up to one of um, the technic, Josh, the guy that, you know, that works for us. I was telling him, I was like, you know, it's amazing. Like the last company I worked at, we had people call it all the time. And this company, since I've been there, I haven't, and I've been there since November of 2020. We have had nobody call out that I can remember. Well, because they don't need but to. But they don't need to yeah. because they get their time that they need during the week to do what they got to do. And then on top of it, you know, they do get incentivized with commission. They don't take days off. And it's like if they do take days off, it's like they're taking away from what they could possibly make. Where it's like not like an hourly where they're just, well, it's just a couple hours, whatever. You know, like you have right. like hundreds of dollars on the job, sometimes thousands, depending on what it is, that they could be missing out on if they, they call out. I don't know. I just think it's uh, it's just it's amazing, you know, because before well, I came to this company, I always had it was drilled into me that commission was evil, and it was because I was just I just had the wrong mindset about it. Well, it's the approach and the and you do get a watch because you, you got those yeah you got those parts changers that just want to change parts, and that's up to the manager or the owner to follow that and to know when right. that's being neglected and that's up to them but if you manage it and do whatever and you train the guys and you can tell who cares and who doesn't care well you can look at you can watch a guy's calls for heck in the summer you could watch his calls for that week and look at his tickets that he's turning in and you can see what he's doing well and i think the biggest thing it doesn't take a it doesn't take a lot to see what's and i've talked because like with our training a lot of times we'll We'll be very involved where we all like get to teach each other something. And even if we're teaching something that everybody else knows, the whole concept is if you can teach it, it means you really know it. And the thing right. is, we'll, uh, one of the things that I, I talk about all the time is, is it's nothing new, but like the whole thing is if you give a customer options and let them choose, then you can never be wrong. So you go out there and you change a capacitor or a contactor or something. And you notice the unit is like, 16 years old you say look this thing's getting kind of up there it's up to you we can get you a quote we can do whatever i can recommend a quote they say no nah, let's not do it right now it's like okay well you have it on your ticket that you recommended it so that way later down the road they're not like yeah well your guy was just out here and we had a problem and yada 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 and it's like well we recommended that you might want to mm-hmm. get a consultation you know to get this looked at then on top of it another situation with that or scenario would be they're like, yeah, well, go ahead and uh, quote me to replace the uh, the blower motor if it's getting it's getting kind of bad because you know there's not the motor but the compressor. Let's say because there's meg tests you can do now that tell you the windings on the compressors, all that shit, and you can say, yeah, we can replace the compressor right here. You know, most times when that happens, it's out of warranty, but like we can do this, or I can get you uh, a consultation on top of it to get a replacement. And they're like, okay, well, and then you give them the quote to replace the compressor, give them the lead time, then I come out give them the quote for this. And the whole point is not about trying to get money out of them. It's about giving them every option available in the book so that they can make an educated choice. Cause when most people go to buy a TV, this is a complete change of topic, but not really when they go to buy a TV, they don't just buy the cheapest thing they see on the market. They literally take a lot of times people take the time to research it and they want to know their options. And if they have their options, no matter what happens, they chose that, whether it was the best choice or the wrong choice, they chose that choice and they can't get mad about it. And I, I always preach to them, give them options. So if I go out on a job and it's got a leak in a vapor coil, 
I am not going to quote that customer because our techs will get a, a percentage if they flip it and I get it. I will not quote it unless they give them a quote to replace that evaporator coil first. Just because, and I'll find out before I go out there and I'll tell them, you need to give them that choice right now. And they'll do it. And the whole point is that way they can never say that I came out there and led them the wrong way. Right. Sorry. Kind of got on a rant there. That's a good point. But no, no I got sense. on a rant there. But like, it's trial and error, man. It's 12 years of trial and error and making the, I made a lot of bad choices. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, guys, as always, I got to get up, man. I got to get up early. What time is it? It's, Don't uh, worry about that. Geez. It's pretty late. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Well, because we always start late. <laughs> what are you I talking was, about? I was ready to start at 9.45. Uh, well, we were here. I was here for <laughs> you, Zach. Just blame Bryden. <laughs> Everybody, well, yeah. We got one sales in a long time. I'm used to getting <laughs> stuff blamed on me. Just blame I'm on the It's because I'm out of practice being a sales guy. So I did have a voicemail I wanted to share with you guys that I got today. Oh. Um, was it today? Might have been today. It was our buddy Jobin. I just want to let you know that I caught your latest episode with the HVAC doctor. Man, that fellow's smart. He sounds like he knows all kinds of stuff. And you know, I actually have a PhD as well. It's in love making. And I haven't had a girlfriend in about 15 years, but you know, once a doctor, always a doctor. So anyway, just uh, give me a call and get a chance. I'd like to just catch, catch wind of what you're doing these days. And I haven't heard from you in about six months. I thought we were best friends, but I guess not. Maybe we are with just long, long lost best friends. I'll catch you later. Uh, Old Joe. You didn't get another one that followed that. <laughs> no, I didn't. Oh, okay. That's, that's no. lost in the cloud. <laughs> it's lost in the cloud. Uh, God snatched it up and kept it. <laughs> For a rainy the day. cloud. That cloud has got to be getting full at this point. I feel like the cloud just keeps getting larger. Is yeah, how big is this yeah, cloud? I keep, I keep paying for it. Yes, I do too, man. Every month I get the one ninety nine cloud. I'm like, what am I doing with this? And then like, I think, does anyone know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Thank the whole idea the cloud, that is not good. Dang it! Now I have to <laughs> oh tell you the other story. Now. <laughs> oh yeah, God. that uh, yeah, my unit is heating thing. So I was talking to uh, yeah, what's that? I was talking to a customer. Excuse me. I was talking to a client uh, on mm. on the way home this evening, and uh, we were talking about just homeowners that were kind of a pain at different times. And he said, "This, uh, sorry, this is going to sound racist, but it's not. It's a joke at the end." Um, he said he goes to this this Indian guy's house, um, and he's like, uh, "Sir, my unit is heating before it is cooling." Can you please come and look at it? I love your accent. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> why couldn't you just have, why couldn't you just, just say it? Just like, wait and you'll see why. You'll see why. So the guy's like, okay, well, uh, I'm not exactly sure what you mean, but uh, I'm going to come out there and check it out. So he goes out, does his full Zach Weir uh, run through the house, 
<laughs> and the guy gets, you know, he gets in and he's like, well, you know, everything's not working. I'm going to give you an option to take a look at, you know, different things we can do to take care of the house. And he says, you know, here's, you know, option number one, option number two. And they said, the guy's like, uh, so you sure you can't give me a better deal? <laughs> and, the, and then so <laughs> just stop laughing at me. So then, uh, contractor's like, no, man, I'm, I'm sorry. That's the best good day. And like halfway through his sentence, the guy stops and he's like, hey, I just had to do it because I'm Indian. He's like, it's fine. We'll take option two. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the best deal you're fucking getting. Oh, man. But he said the guy just like kept building up. And after that, he talked with like a perfect normal <laughs> accent. Like he got rid of his accent completely and he spoke like oh. just straight English. Like the whole time the guy was putting his accent on just to fuck with him. God, how do you not cat? I would be smiling if I was that guy. If I were that guy. Oh, I've been oh. in front of that call oh, yeah, many that's times. That's great. And it didn't end that way. <laughs> that's funny. It never ended that way. Uh, and he said this, he's like, dude, it never ends that way. He's like, this guy was messing with me the whole time. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. I don't know how many times I've packed up stuff going ahead of the van. Wait, come back. All right, put the Freon in. Yeah. <laughs> you sure? Okay. I had a guy ask right. me recently. He's like, man, I had to sell the company. Uh, put in five hundred dollars worth of R twenty two. Do you think they can like suck it out and give it to me? <laughs> I was like, what? Just in in large no. bills or what? Like, <laughs> I was what like, yeah, heck? man. If you take out, I was like, you take out a two liter Coke bottle, they'll put it in there for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, really no, I'm serious. He really asked, and I was like, I was like, they could probably take some out and put it in the next unit. If it can allow it, if not, then we got to take it legally. We have to take it away from here. We can't give it to you. It's like okay. <laughs> yeah, don't don't leave that with him. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, it, it about killed me. He's like, can they just suck it out and give it? To <laughs> yeah, they just, or you can huff it, or we have to take it with us. Either one. You can huff it. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard stories of people huffing gas station units. My old my old boss said his his dorm room in college was the only one that had cooling because all the rest of them they huffed all the freon out of them. <laughs> Jesus. God. Yep, ours was the coolest dorm in town. Yeah. God, that's great. Everybody else was freezing up. They were huffing oh, freon. Yep. That's he nuts. did not graduate. Um, <laughs> I think most I think most most people in this industry that went to college didn't graduate. No, he didn't graduate. I made it a good whopping three yeah. years and I didn't graduate. <laughs> God, you were right there. No, I wasn't. I was just there for three years. <laughs> <laughs> Academically, I was not right there. You were not. My last semester, there. I was only in piano. That was. <laughs> oh my gosh! And I failed. Well, and I paid failed. Off. And I, it. No, I, no. failed it. <laughs> <laughs> I failed it. And just to give you an idea of what happened, oh, and boy. dude, I went in to my piano recital 130 miles an hour and at 8 30 in the morning and i i just i mean you can just imagine like she's like all right what are we gonna do it's like all right this is what we're gonna do we're gonna do this and it's just like start playing like just i failed it that was terrible it was awful or playing van halen I had a, I had a, he's ever played scales in his i life. had a really good time in college uh 
and I tell everybody, <laughs> obviously, everybody that like they're talking about, like I talk to them about their kids going to college. You know, it's fun when I talk to you about Corey a little bit, Dennis. But like, my yeah, thing Corey is, calls me and says he's in piano only. <laughs> he's, we're done with college. No, they, they didn't know I was in piano only until a month before I was supposed oh. to finish that semester, and then I still felt it. But the whole, <laughs> the whole, <laughs> the whole thing is like I was. You know, I should have never went to college. Like I should have, I should have just done straight into the workforce. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like the, there's yep. a lot of kids that are not like 18 years old. You're not ready for. There's some kids that are just some, some they're kids ready. are they right? are ready and they're good and they are stable and they've got like the mentality and the organization. But yeah, no. Some kids get all that in front of them and they just. Sink I didn't mature. Like I didn't mature really until I was probably like 24. You know. Right. So. Till he was like 36. Oh, wait. Ish. <laughs> Ish. Still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yep. Well, I had fun. I had fun talking yep. to you guys. Appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thank Thanks, you. brother. Always a good time. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we will see y'all next time on HVAC R&D. See you later, Dennis and Ryden. Oh. <laughs> who was that? I don't know. Who, who was that? Who was that? <laughs> oh, dear God. He's... <laughs> I'm hearing shit. <laughs> too many, too many modelos. <laughs>